What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We have an awesome guest today. Before I get to the guest, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, I have to ask you, if you are getting value out of the show, please do me a favor. Uh, tell a friend. Bring us a friend. If you're having a conversation with somebody, they'll be like, hey, what are you listening to? Oh, what's entertaining? What's new in your world? Let them know about your boy Adam over here at Outside Perspective. Help us grow this thing. I can't do it without you, and I will be forever grateful for you sharing the show. So please bring us a friend. Big thank you goes out to our show sponsor, Strange Donuts. If you are in St. Louis, you have got to try these donuts out. They have four locations. They are in Creevecore. They're in Maplewood. They're in Kirkwood. You can go across the river in Illinois and Edwardsville. You can get donuts there as well. They're always doing creative, unique, fun menus every month. Every week they usually have some sort of new concoction that is just delicious. <sighs> Listen. You get you you get you some donuts. Maybe get you a little little milk. If you don't do dairy, maybe you get you a little almond milk, little cashew milk, little oat milk. Maybe you get you some raw milk. If you do do the dairy, whatever. Maybe you don't get milk at all. Maybe you don't want milk. Either way, strange donuts. These are phenomenal. Listen, if you're in St. Louis, you gotta try them out. Go to one of their four locations. Let them know that we sent you. You're going to be happy that you did. All right, go check them out, Strange Donuts. This episode is also brought to you by Imposed Will. Imposed Will is my company. We're putting out high-quality apparel and gear. We just dropped our winter collection. We have hoodies and uh, hats and joggers and all of the good stuff that's going to keep you warm, looking cool. It's going to help you impose your will. Go to ImposedWill.com. Check us out today. And on a side note, we are also hosting all of the show gear there as well. So you can get anything outside perspective at imposedwill.com as well. My guest today, this one was super cool. I'm sitting down with Johan DeVos. I was connected to to Johan through a mutual friend named Pedro. And I'm so happy that he did connect us. So, Pedro, thank you so much for that, sir. Uh, Johan is from South Africa. He is a strength and conditioning coach. He has a gym in O'Fallon, Missouri, so here local to St. Louis. Just a really cool conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed just sitting down with him and, and just, you know, talking health and fitness and and uh, and, and mindset and, and his journey. Man, he's had a hell of a ride, so... We get into all of that in this conversation. Without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with Jonah DeVos. Johan. I fucked it up. I fucked it up when you walked through the door. <laughs> you, you and everybody else. It's all right. That's probably a common thing, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. coming over in the states, I actually go by uh, Coach J as in the letter. Yeah, because no one can pronounce Johan. Just to make it um, easy. But yeah, yeah, man. So now that I'm talking to you, there's um, I don't know why I just had this stupid thought. This is such a stupid thought on me. I don't know why, but um, I'm 
I like hearing accents. Obviously, you have a, a bit of a different accent. A little bit. Lost most of it, but. Uh, but what I, it, it sounds, it, you, to if you didn't have any any knowledge base, it's easy to confuse. You you get asked if you're if you're from like, like New Zealand or Australia New Zealand, a lot. British, Australian, yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I kind of hear like some New Zealand in there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I can hear the. I can kind of hear. But if if you were. You said you kind of lost it a little bit. Oh, yeah. So yeah. If, if you were, like, thick with your accent, would it be unquestionable? Like where I was from? Yeah. I mean, more than likely, if you've ever heard anybody from South Africa, you'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Dang, what yeah. brings you to the States, man? Um, So I came over for uh, rugby, actually, originally. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, came over to Lindenwood, uh, played a little bit of rugby there. Mm-hmm. Uh, started Olympic weightlifting, and, uh, yeah, got done with college. I actually had uh, big old plans to leave and go uh, work on oil rigs of all things up in Alaska. Didn't have anything better to do in my life. Make a fuck ton of money That's doing exactly that, That's exactly it. Yeah, I had a buddy doing it at the time, earning a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of free time off. You know, obviously a lot of long hours and hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then I ended up meeting my wife at the time. Um, and yeah, I got married and stayed. And yeah, now I got a business, two kids, and house out in O'Fallon. And Dang, yeah, yeah. you're a hard dude, bro. Uh, life just happened quick, man. Life <laughs> just happened quick. I can just just by the little bit of what what you just told me. I, you're a hard motherfucker because. Oh, I don't know about all that, dude. Listen, you first of all, you play rugby. That's crazy. I used to play football, and that's not good for your brain. Right. So football, yeah, I like a lot of concussion injuries and things like that. Right, but you guys are doing something pretty damn similar so without sure. without nearly as many pads. Yeah. So I had this this uh, discussion with someone just the other day. Actually, someone that enjoyed football, right? Um, and I think that football, they probably hit a lot harder. Probably. Because you have you know, more. If I, had, if I had a helmet on my head and I was running at you, I'd probably run at you a little harder than I did without a helmet on. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say that rugby's not tough. It is. Um, you know, I've been hurt many, many times. I'm sure I've hurt many people on the field, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know football's another animal, too. Yeah. It it, is. Yeah. There, yeah. There is that whole idea. If you have the protection, you might be a little bit more reckless. Oh, for sure. Yeah. However, I have seen these dudes on the rugby field yeah hey every Dude, every sport has right i mean the you, brain jiu-jitsu? is just yeah right. I, I do jujitsu right right yeah so to me that that's a crazy hardcore sport you know is it i think so it can be. i think so it can be i mean i've seen some pretty crazy rough dudes do that so yeah um josh sampo who i'm sure you know um, yes you know in your field oh good friend yeah um when i was at linwood he did a little bit of training mm-hmm. um i went along you know Thought that me being a roughly strong guy, I could be like, oh, I'll handle this and do it for a little bit of extra cardio. Yeah. He made me feel like a 12-year-old girl in 10 <laughs> seconds. Uh, Every single time he touched me, it was insane. It was insane. Yeah, well, we're practicing um, how to kill people. Right, yeah. Just total other respect for uh, for what you guys did at that point. You yeah. Know? So. I'm not surprised you went, like, Linda Wood brought you here. That school, because I, I also went to Linda Wood. Okay. Yeah, so I, it's funny you mentioned Josh Sampo. We met back in, like, 2006. I went there on a, I, we were on the wrestling team together. Right. And uh, he was a senior and I was a freshman. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. We didn't get off on the on the best of, of feet because he um he just being the the older classman, he was like a, a team captain. Right. Needed to put you in your place. A I little thought bit. he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh, now I'm thinking they fucking they woke us up in the middle of the night. They totally hazed all of the freshmen. In the dorms? Yeah, it could have yeah. been worse. It could have been totally worse. But they uh, they woke us all up and they shaved our heads in the middle of the night. Nice. And, uh, Can't do that anymore, can you? <laughs> no, you, you weren't supposed to do it then because I think at the time there was a big story in the news of some hazing. And I think it just went bad right. at some school. Yeah. And uh, so it was just big in the news at the time. But, man, good times. It was innocent fun. All they did was just – it was so funny because I remember we just got done with, with a preseason, like, workout. 
and the coach was like, no hazing. And yeah. Sure enough. like That's exactly what they had planned after. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. night. Yeah, they, some dudes fought. I'm like, dang, some dudes were fighters, bro. I just I just took it. My, my, do- my, my roommate opened the door. Yeah. And what am I going to do? He answered the door. And I'm like, all right, well, here we go, take guys. <laughs> here we gonna, yeah, we're just going to have to take this one. Nice, but, uh, nice. Dude, Linwood is just a melting pot. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, So many people. Just like I'm sure when you were there, you know, they recruit from everywhere, everywhere. Our rugby team at the time when, you know, I started it, uh, you know, whatnot, pretty much the entire team was foreign. I think we had maybe two or three guys from Colorado and everyone else was foreign. Yeah. Uh, the soccer team was the same way. Yes. Um, you know, every other team, I'm sure, was pretty similar. That school is what got me interested in the soccer and, like, yeah. rugby and just all of these other sports. Right, sports you never really never saw before. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, synchronized swimming is something that I didn't even know was a sport. And, you know, they had people that went to the Olympics when I was uh, at Linwood. I thought that was crazy. Right. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, a lot of other exposure to sports you'd never, ever known of. Right. Um, yeah. They have a really good shooting team. Yeah, shooting team. Apparently won nationals, you know, some crazy amount of times in a row, like nine, ten years or something, something like that. Something insane. Row. Yeah, something uh, their insane. weightlifting team that I joined as well is probably one of the only colleges that have a weightlifting team in the States. Yeah. Uh, so, again, very, very big deal. Now, I mean, did they give you a scholarship to come? They did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the way that they word it, though, is, is different, right? So they give you an athletic scholarship, but they word it as something else, and then they add in, like, a, a work-and-learn program yeah. and, and everything else like They're that. They're so good so, at that. Oh, yeah, so they can get a bunch of free uh, work out of you is what I think it is. Yeah, there's that. And it's – um, I, I think I, – I know they've, they've – when did you go there? So 20, 2011 is – yeah, 2010, 2011, I think. Okay. When I went in. Okay, and you were there for how many years? Four years. Four years there yeah. for the four years. Okay, yeah, I graduated in 2010. Okay, so, so it was there right after Right you, after yeah. me, so yeah. it probably didn't change a whole lot right. in that time. But, yeah, but when you were there, they were transitioning probably from the NAIA to the NCAA To the NCAA, sports. right? right yeah. yeah, it was just such a hustle for them at the NAIA level because— You, you think it was like higher competition? Um, I think that they were able to get a lot of really great athletes right. from like all over the world. Whereas with NCAA, they would rather have gone to a different school. Yeah, I don't think they had. I don't think they had the same amount of leverage with right. money because yeah, because the the scholarships weren't athletic scholarships. They were like a grant. Right. And then if you didn't even do your sport, yeah, then they took it away. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least whenever I was there, you could still you still kept your grant. Even. So yeah, that was that was going to be what I said. Is the year after I left is actually they changed that up. Um, when I stopped playing rugby, um, I still ended up getting my scholarship. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I was a lot of weightlifting still keep the keep So the you're you're the last of that little wave. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think people like me ended up, you know, messing with the system a little bit, not really playing the sport that they came there for and yeah. Uh, they, it wasn't an athletic scholarship, so it wasn't really, you know, our fault, but I think they changed it after this. Yeah. Uh, for that reason. It's a wild times, dude. Yeah. It brought you to America though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Did yeah. you have any intentions of coming here prior to that? Oh, absolutely none. Um well, that's a lie. I mean, when I get done with high school, um, you know, my family kind of pushed me um, to kind of come over here and study and things like that. Mm. Uh, coming from South Africa, obviously, we don't have nearly as many opportunities as, you know, here in the States. Everything is easier. Everything is more accessible. Um, if you are a poor person in the States, you're still living pretty good in terms of, like, the, the world as a whole, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was pushed pretty hard, but, you know, I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought I knew better. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually worked in an engineering firm for uh, two years right after high school. Um, be an engineer, you know, make good money, and I hated it. I sat in front of a computer every day for two years and hated it, hated it, hated it. So I was like, hey, I'm going to do what I love, and started doing some personal training on the side. I uh, quit my job, worked for a supplement uh, company for a period of time. And, oh, really? And I was like, hey, let's go study this. And, yeah, exercise science at Linwood, and that's kind of what started uh, that whole 
part of my life. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's kind of the journey, like down you coaching and owning a gym. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been into fitness and sports and things my entire life. Um, but yeah, that kind of really, I guess, pushed me into doing it as a career and a job. Yeah. Which is something I would never have thought that I could do when I was younger and actually earn any money. You mm-hmm. know, not that I earn money now. <laughs> but, but yeah. You do what you love, yeah. though. Right. That's it. Right. That's it. Holy cow, dude. So how how different is it in South Africa? Man, everyone asks me this question. Yeah, you probably I don't know hear it all how, to, how to even answer that because what's everything a, is different. What's a day like? In, so when you were so so bear in mind, it's it's been years it's since been, I've been back. Right? How so long have you been probably here? Changed. Now? It, it's been what twenty one years? No, that's a lie. Eleven years. Eleven years. Eleven years. So yeah. a full decade. A lot right. changes in a decade. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and you were still just a kid, right? Exactly. And the memory is such right. a weird thing, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. your memory of of home. It's probably changed so much I wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think about things over here too, you know, two, three years ago, I, I was a totally different person to right. what I was now. You asked me four years ago, would I be in this situation? I'd be like, just no way, man. No way. You know, now you know, things change and you're a different person. You grow up, you get different responsibilities, different things happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, who knows? Who the knows? journey just continues. That's it. That's yeah. It. It's so unpredictable. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I learned that more and more every year. I feel like. Yeah, you think you have control, and then you realize there's just a lot more you don't have control over. Just got to kind of hang on and hope everything goes the way it's supposed to, right? Yeah. How do you respond? Yeah. But I I think, you know, a part of what I kind of wanted to get across by talking today, too, is is what I do as a a, professional, what I kind of help people with, and how we respond to life in that sense. You know, it does just happen to you. There's a lot of shit going on all the time. But we can help ourselves through that in in a big way by, you know, setting habits in place, being more disciplined, being more mindful and whatnot with people we're talking to, um, you know, things like that, things that the gym has kind of taught me over a long, long, long period of time now. Um, A lot of people are going through stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think if we just took a step back and realized that, yes, we are just hanging on, yes, we are just kind of trying to get through life, but we can put certain things in place to help ourselves with that. There's, if I decide to get up every day early you know even though i don't want to that might set me up and help me do something later on in the day that you know it's going to help me out it's going to make me get through my day a little bit better um so yeah it d- does just happen to us but we can fight back a little bit too we can you know put things in place so we can work through it um i think dealing with a lot of kids and things like that that's a big big thing that like i say training has taught me um so yeah if there's anything i can maybe try and get across in my weird little words it's it's that so yeah yeah, dude, live intentional, right? right I mean, right. to your point, yeah, we have so there's a, there's a lot in the world you don't have control over, but there are things that you can control. Right, and even when it, you don't get, you, you don't have control, but it, that's okay. You know, it's it's. I need to try and find my words here, but it's like, you're 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 tougher than the obstacle. You know what I mean? It's yeah. There's always gonna be something going on, but you can always just inch your way through it. Um, yeah. You know, inch by inch, it's a cinch. You know? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Inch by inch, just a cinch, because just dude, it's a game of inches. Right, dude. Can I get you? Um, is it hot in here? Uh, I'm just, I, I'm sweating like this all the time. <laughs> you, so. want me, you want me to get you something? If you don't mind, I, yeah. I don't awesome. want you to be yeah. super uncomfortable. Give me a second. Let me get you like a towel or something. So, Thank you. Yeah, no problem, bro. Brief intermission for sweat wipe down. Sweat wipe down. <laughs> Are you a hairy guy? Are you just a? Stu- I'm a little Are, hairy. Okay, because you yeah. got because you got a manly beard, bro. I envy the beard. Yeah, so blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. Dude, I fucking, <laughs> I'm 34, 
and I can't really grow a beard. It's still pretty patchy. Yeah. You look like you look like you belong on like your face can go on on like a, a package of something. <laughs> <laughs> and, until I shave this off, and then I look like a complete baby, and like I'm 13 years old. Again. For sure, so, that sure. happened. But yeah. yeah, you belong. I don't know something for like a sailor. Or a sailor, huh? Yeah, or like a lumber, obviously a lumberjack. That, but just something <laughs> rugged, dude. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> you just got the look. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, but like we were saying, man, you can totally live intentionally, and uh, it sounds like you kind of went down this path because you were in a shitty ass job for a second. And you realized yeah, I mean, that a little life- shitty job, and I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say anything too much because everyone's going through stuff, but you know shitty everything right um shitty shitty life shitty job shitty things things that are not making you happy things that are you know pushing you in a certain direction bad friends all of that all of that all of that all of that i feel like can be changed if you work on yourself and i feel like the gym is a beautiful beautiful place to start doing that just like i'm sure maybe you get from jujitsu in a small sense yeah yeah you know, I, I know i'm explaining myself really badly but this um it's something that you can kind of pour yourself into and really dedicate yourself to that will actually end up helping and benefit benefiting you over time yeah you know that's that's a huge thing that i feel like a lot of people are lacking in their lives nowadays you know with the whole like social media easy convenient lifestyle that we have no one works for anything no one you know challenges themselves every single day or or ever really so when things pop up when hard things happen when we got to hold on to life they're like oh fuck can't handle it and they break yeah you know not saying that you are super tough or tougher than anyone else or i'm tougher than anyone else but i think if you expose yourself to those things a little bit more often you're maybe more capable of handling things you know when they pop up in life you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. one one last thing that cord is hooked there yep yeah there we go awesome no 100 percent, dude i think it's uh it's 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 like it's little it's it's stress exposure it's it's right. you know just a little bit over time just constantly making yourself do something hard something stressful something challenging yeah. right? right right and i think it sounds like for you and for me too you learn that process in the gym when did you first start like getting in the gym as a oh, kid. Oh, I mean, I'm super young. I I was an athlete my entire life. So, I mean, wrestling when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 probably. Okay. Swimming, cross country, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. When um, the weight room come into play though? So, I, I think majorly um, when I was, I think, 15, 16, I had a pretty yeah. bad uh, motorbike uh, accident. And oh, I, really? I broke my femur in my left leg. Wow. Actually, I had a titanium rod from my hip through to my knee. Um, that was a huge injury for me. I couldn't Whoa. walk for like eight months afterwards. Um, told I would never run and play rugby again. And I was like, yeah, screw you guys. I'm going to hire a trainer. And yeah, put me in the gym. I actually didn't touch the gym for the first, you know, few months. Put me in a little swimming pool and had to learn how to use my legs again and that type of thing. And that, that kind of really grew the gym love for me. Dude. It's going to have the little passionate bug bite, you know. You say, okay, you say a little motorbike yeah. accident is what you just said. Yeah, yeah. A motorbike as in like a motorcycle? Mo- motorcycle, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. Right. How fast were you going? So honestly, not that, not, not fast at all. You don't I have was to coming, go that I, fast. I was coming back from work and a uh, car ended up plowing into me from the side and that was the, uh, the shitty part. Yeah. Shit, you got a T-bone. Yeah, so somebody right. hits you from the side. Yeah. Did they run like a red light or something? So yeah, they, they, they ran a red light. I was working on a, a, you know what Main Street is like in St. Charles? Mm-hmm. So in South Africa, in Durban, where I was at, they have a, a place called uh, Florida Road, um, okay. which is kind of a similar thing, a bunch of bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was leaving work one, one night on my bike and went down the road and the person, I guess, wasn't looking, was drunk, who knows? Um, and, yeah, Whoa. Took me out. So, What's the pro- so once that happens, yeah. what, does that person, 
like oh what, in South Africa oh it's crazy did I, they I, did I they did up, they leave like did so they stay like, I don't remember anything at all from that night at all I mean I, I was did you like wake up in the stage. hospital I didn't wake up in the hospital I, so I remember going over the hood of the car um, and then laying down in the ra- uh, on the the ground with my helmet on. And I was freaking out, and I wanted to get up and go check that the motorcycle was okay. You know, hey, is my bike okay? Is my mm. bike okay? Okay. And a bunch of people obviously ran around me and forced me down. They're like, hey, dude, don't move. Um, and your leg was kind of that way by ear. Yeah. I well, didn't realize that at the stage. I was in shock. Yeah, you don't know um, what's going on, yeah, so right? Yeah, I was kind of hanging out, just, you know, not really feeling too much. It wasn't painful. It wasn't anything like that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, loaded me in an ambulance, got to the hospital. Uh, that was a little rough. That's when things obviously is like, oh shit, this is going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. At the time, it was honestly just a lot more chilled than you would have thought it would have been. Yeah, so. you're just kind of just going through it, right? right? Yeah. I mean, luckily, yeah. the body is amazing and it oh, just yeah. shut off all the pain. Pain receptors. Yeah. 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 Whoa! And then somebody gets does somebody get hold of your parents at that moment or? How? Oh, I couldn't tell you. you, I, you they, they had to, but so, yeah, you don't you. even know. So yeah. at this moment, you're in the hospital. And then you're just going along for the ride. Yeah, pretty and you're, much. You're probably under. They probably start giving you drugs and stuff too for pain. So shitty thing as well. Um, being in South Africa, I uh, didn't have medical aid. Um, we weren't, you know, best financially off. So when they got me to the original hospital, it was a private hospital, and they were not allowed to treat me because I didn't have medical aid. So they uh, didn't give me any drugs or anything like that. But they did uh, set the leg straight. Uh, without any anesthesia or drugs and then transported me through to a a government hospital where i said government hospitals in south africa maybe they've changed who knows uh but it was pretty shitty back then Um, really uh yeah yeah. oh my goodness so yeah yeah and that started the little love for fitness yeah because you had to rehab and rebuild your body right yeah how long was that that process of rebuilding longer than i needed it to be i mean it was probably at least eight months uh without being able to walk and then uh getting into the swimming pool like i said and you know kind of kicking around and learning how to do things that way okay um but yeah i mean i was able to actually go and play rugby in college when i was 21 so you know five odd years after that yeah, um, you were just determined. So, yeah, I mean, hey, it's a part of my life. It's something that I didn't want to let go of. Right. Um, even the gym now, there's there's a lot of things that I probably shouldn't be doing, you know, as far as, like, longevity and health of my body. Um, with the uh, the leg being broken, I have a little bit of a hip shift because this leg's significantly shorter. Mm-hmm. So that kind of messes everything up, up, you know, further up the chain in terms of when I'm doing squats and deadlifts and right. other kind of axially loaded uh, movements. Right. Uh, but I don't care because I like it. And but it uh, also keeps the rest of your body strong. That's exactly it, and that's the, you know, the benefit. My, probably my argument. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the benefit would outweigh it. Yeah, at least I think so. Up until this point, now who knows? Maybe when I'm 50 and I'm in a wheelchair, maybe I'll change my tune. Um, but as far as right now, I feel like and I believe very, very fully that yeah, your body is a very adaptable organism, and it'll adapt to the stresses placed on it. And if I want to do this, and if I stress my body in that way, it's going to go that way, whether I want it to or not. Right. Yeah. So, and if you do it in a smart way, right, it'll it'll adapt and it gets stronger for sure, right? right? Yeah, and that that that's again the big thing in the smart way about you know training and 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 what I do. People have this weird kind of outlook from the outside to where it's all like hardcore heavy weights and you know this, but it's really not. It's it's a small, small, small stimulus. If you are a complete newbie and I can get you to get progress through one set, why are we going to do ten? Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, just smart, just tiny little stimulus over time. If you do something forever, you're going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's this whole mentality in the in the, the health and fitness space of, especially with a lot of inexperienced trainers where it's just, 
no pain, no gain. They right. have they have the whole idea of they they got to make all their their clients feel throw dead. up and puke. Yeah, they got to feel dead afterwards. Oh, did I, did I kill you? Are you really sore the next? Being sore is not an indicator. No, terrible of a good of a training workout. session. Yeah. 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 So I mean, whenever I was um, an undergrad, like I I did personal training for a while, um, and like I've done health coaching and and training, and it's 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 definitely a hard thing to to get somebody to kind of make that mental shift to right. realize that you don't have to kill yourself in here. And then this is just something that we're doing now. Like this is, this sure. is a way of living. Like it's supposed to be a, a, a an actual lifestyle, a yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just, you just, we're just working for this goal and then we're yeah. done. There's two sides to that coin though. I mean, there's some people and I'm sure you, again, being the jujitsu side of things, you probably have a lot more, I call them sharks. You know what I mean? People that, uh, they go and attack, you know, their goals and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're probably surrounded by a lot more of those people to where they're wanting to do that extra work and you need them to slow them down. But there's the opposite side of the coin too with most people in the world now to where they just don't want to do anything at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to get them to even try and do anything, not, you know, slowing them down or anything like that. Yeah, so you'd be surprised. You get a lot of that in jiu-jitsu too. Well, oh, really? Well, because yeah. here's the thing. Um, as a whole – there are just a lot of people who get super excited right. and then they'll just dive head first into it. And jujitsu is a super long journey. If you are trying to like, actually be good at yeah, it, yeah, get really good at it and progress. And a lot of people start off just like with anything in fitness, they'll have just so much excitement right. and they'll just go head first and they'll just, they'll want to do it two, three times a day and all this stuff. And then they realize like, Oh man, this takes a long time to get really good at yeah. And, uh, and then people just start like falling off. Yeah, fall. yeah. So you you see a lot of you see a lot of that, but then you'll see people who they'll be in and out throughout the years. Like they'll be really hot for a little bit, and then they'll be really cold. And yeah, yeah. But I mean, for sure, you, I, you, I feel you, like it's like that with kind of everything. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah, I don't think jujitsu is really any different than yeah. than most things. Yeah, I just would have assumed you know sometimes you see things you know, more generally people will you know have this kind of mindset with this yeah. kind of sport like. I feel like with the wrestlers that I worked at with uh, at uh, Linwood for a while with yeah. their strength conditioning uh, team or uh, department, they were mm. they were monsters. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they didn't want to slow down. They, yes. they needed to be almost told to slow down and pull back a little bit. Yes, um, and most people are just not built like that. No, you know? they aren't. So. And they do exist in the jujitsu space. I think a great example of that is actually there's a um, there's a team is pedagogue submission fighting Daisy Fresh. It, they're in there it's ironic because at the moment they are probably the most popular jujitsu team like in the world right now yeah. and they're an affiliate um like they're part of like the the like the umbrella that i'm under so like i've known those guys forever and in the jujitsu space they train a lot harder than most people do because if you're look if you're talking about like high level competitive jujitsu people for sure there's a lot of those people who are just training hard and going but but that's like a smaller group when you're talking about the whole thing so them for example they uh, you you were talking about wrestlers and like that that grit mentality they they train with that same intensity of like a wrestling team or like an mma team right um which is really rare for the Mm jujitsu Because I'm sure they have a lot more people burn out than, than yeah. Not, and well, you know? jujitsu is just usually a lot more relaxed and laid back. Yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's a lot more chill than say like MMA or or right. wrestling or something. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Some sports they just have that grinder mentality, and wrestling is for sure one of them. Right. right. Yeah, I was a wrestler growing up. It um, changed my whole life, dude. Really, wrestling? Yeah, it I, it wasn't one of those things I intended to do. I was I, I played football and I was like, oh man, this is what I want to do. It's what I want to do. And then I had a friend 
who who was going out for the wrestling team because his older brother was, and he just wanted a friend to go with him, I think. So he, nice. he talked me into it. He's like, dude, it'll help you get quicker for football. And I'm like, well, it, realistically it would because you kind of have to explode. and yeah, it's a lot more plyometric kind of. Yeah, and kind of like yeah. work off the whistle, kind of timing and different things. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense, so I'll do it. And I fucking fell in love, dude. It was it was my – that's the reason why I went to Linwood. Like I went there on a wrestling scholarship. So it just kind of set the – course of the rest of my life which like took me into like fighting and all this other stuff so and jujitsu ultimately so yeah dude but there is just a certain mentality with a sport like that where you just have to grind and work hard right yeah yeah, yeah. but you're in like powerlifting now right yeah so powerlifting strongman uh, kind of more so uh, yeah. for myself you lifting um, like big atlas stones and stuff yeah, trying trying to trying to yeah it's, it's something that i've gotten to pretty recently within the past probably two years um i've always kind of trained that way um but with, uh, with Strongman, it's a lot more non-traditional kind of implements, right? So I've always trained with the barbell. I've always trained with weights. I've always trained with, you know, free weights. But now it's, you know, stones, uh, not just round big atlas stones, but, you know, natural stones, um, uh, a log. I don't know if you've seen the logs uh, where they do the log clean and press. Like a, with a real log? So it looks like a real log. It's like a 12-inch diameter uh, log that you clean and roll up on your chest and, and, and press up over no, your head. I don't think I have. Yeah. So I, neither did I until I really cool. started training there. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Very brutal. Um, like I say, completely non-traditional. So, you know, the weights are always shifting around and weird and awkward and exactly. cumbersome. And I, again, feel like it's helped me develop a whole, whole new level of strength and, again, help my clients, you know, obviously develop a little bit more of a, a new style of training than I would have been able to give them before. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. The core of everything is still, you know, powerlifting, you know, the, the traditional barbell movements, the squat, bench, deadlift, overhead, not a powerlifting movement, but you know, pull-ups, mm-hmm. bent over rows, you know, that's kind of what we preach in our gym, the, the tried, sim- true, tested stuff. Yeah. So. It's simple. It's foundational. Right. You know what I mean? And I like using just odd objects, mm-hmm. right? Because the world doesn't really move in a linear fashion. Right. So let's just say, if you're, you know, you're cutting your grass and you step in a hole by accident, like that's going to shift you to a real weird place, and you're going to need, you're going to need to be able to like stabilize your spine. Right. You know, I had a, I had a, a boss who actually he did that. He was like mowing his grass and he stepped in a hole and he wasn't strong enough to stabilize, and he ended up having back issues for so long after yeah, that. I believe it. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, so. The world, so being able to like lift like a stone, like that, mm-hmm. that's functional. You know, yeah, you put your spine in all these weird, rounded, different right. positions. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we do is actually sandbag training. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit more easy to handle than a stone for most people, and whatnot. Yeah. And it's even more, you know, awkward and cumbersome. Right. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that type of stuff, I, I feel like anyway, and at least through our testing, you know, measures is definitely increased a lot of our athletes' strengths and you know quickness and power and things like that. Um, so yeah, yeah definitely something that i've got into a lot more yeah um yeah, yeah sandbag is <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more palatable for everybody else <laughs> sure yeah, yeah usually i mean if someone walks in there and they see a you know an x hundred whatever pound stone they they don't generally want to put their hands on yeah it. like i'm gonna pass on yeah, that they look bloodied. at your forearms they're all bloodied up and tore up and they're like no nah, i don't really know if i want to look like that you know give that grip strength uh, though dude it definitely gets yeah, it up there i mean definitely that's a big indicator of longevity yeah, so I've heard uh, about longevity, and then also as far as like uh, just full body strength, like there's a big correlation between grip strength and full body strength. Yeah, that uh, makes sense, though, cool. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to I do mean, like, a yeah. deadlift, you need to be able to be actually hold on to whatever you're holding to. Yeah, 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 dude, you're gonna live a long time. <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> by those metrics. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was just gonna say uh, with a deadlift, I feel like the uh, the grip's always like the limiting thing. So. 
maybe that's not really the case. But yeah, is. yeah, I feel like barbell is kind of like that that entry level for a lot of people. Most people kind of get into fitness with with the barbell, but it's one of those things that it is really foundational. But if man, you got to learn how to do it correctly. Oh, for sure. Oh my yeah. goodness. And uh, yeah, I I don't ever want to preach like there's like a perfect form to do something, you know, because we we are all individuals, and I feel like you need to right. you know find out what works for you. I know that sounds very cliche and whatnot, but it really is true. Um, but I just think people really, really underestimate just like jujitsu, how long it takes to master and learn something. Mm -hmm. And that goes down to what you were saying in the beginning is how good do you really want to be at this? Do you want to do this as, as a health thing? Then who, who gives a shit, you know, just move the barbell around for 30 minutes a day and you you'll be generally more healthy than you wouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be the strongest person that you know? Okay, well, then you probably need to master this implement that you are, you know, going to be using for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of that distinction, too, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I've been training now for well over a decade. I mean, a little bit longer than that now. I'm not that old yet, but I still suck at most of the movements that I've been training for a decade. <laughs> now, again, to me, sucking, you know, is very relative. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I hope that I look slightly better than a beginner starting now, but compared to someone that is an elite in my sport, I look like a beginner, too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, there's 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 huge levels to to everything in life just like there's know, always levels and, right always right. levels dude yeah people it's don't realize that is kind of my feeling and understanding so far yeah but, com but comparison will mess you up it's the thief of joy i always uh, like for to sure. say that for sure but, but when you're, you're a competitive guy though that, and, yeah and uh, again getting back to that is why are not more people competitive like why, why are they happy with and, and i'm not saying compare yourself to other people but there are objective standards right yeah um if you want to be considered good at jujitsu, you should probably know how to do, you know, X, Y, and Z submission, I would assume. You know, right. Anything about jujitsu. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. saying that comparing yourself is good, but, you know, maybe having standards to shoot for is not such a bad thing either. Right. Yeah. yeah complacency is a killer. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. We're living in a world where it's almost, if you're, if you're, super aggressive and you're really ambitious it's it's a bad thing it's a bad thing oh, it's yeah. frowned yeah. upon it's try it, it, it you know it's it's one of those things that you have to kind of keep in check and it gets tampered down because yeah, how you, did that even happen because that's something that confuses me quite a lot still I don't fucking know, dude because um, again i'm biased i'm a man you're a man you're biased too we can't really talk right um but how did that become a bad thing like yeah me having a son now that's that's young i want to try and teach him to be a better man than i am right um and I tell him all the time that he's he's a protector. He's he's strong. He should help people. He should you know use his masculinity. Yeah. I, I don't understand how that ever became a bad thing. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. Um, I think most people think the way that, that you and I do. I think that there is a very loud minority amount of people who are you know kind of just putting out this crazy ass narrative, and unfortunately, it. Uh, I don't know. It just seems to be catching on yeah. with with like popular culture and and especially like younger people. I don't. I I, I feel like an old motherfucker <laughs> all of a sudden because I'm only 34, but I'm just like whenever you see the things that are being talked about, like on universities and and is leaked over into fucking into like just the everyday world where it's like we have to have all these safe places right. and and again masculinity is bad and you can't be aggressive aggressive and and all of this shit where 
it just doesn't make sense because that's not how the world operates. Like right. the world is not risk free. The world we can't nerf everything. Mm-hmm. And as much as you would like to think that everybody in the world is a good person, like, there are a lot of great people in the world. There are also people in the world who will take your fucking shit. Hundred percent. And they will murder you. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, and you can't be soft. Right. You gotta be ready. You gotta be vigilant. Yeah, but most people again don't think that something like that will ever ever happen to them. I know, right? man. And going back to what we said earlier about people not really facing challenges in their lives, not being capable of doing things when, you know, things do happen in their lives. Um kind of going back to how I think that we should get everybody in the world just touching a barbell and doing jujitsu and just exercising and training in general. Yeah. I feel like as, as again, as cliche and silly as that sounds, I feel like that's the one little small tiny place where everyone can do it and everyone can maybe feel that little bug bite is what I call it. You know, that mm. little, that little, yeah, bug bite. Hey, I want more of this. Hey, I think I can do more. Hey, I'm better, you know, than I was previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weird thing about when you're you're trying to like be better and get healthy, especially if you're trying to get healthy, because there's a massive amount of people, like just general population people, who just just want they just want to feel better and they just want to move well, Um, but they don't know how bad that they're feeling. Or yeah, that's that's the thing. The the human body is just so adaptive and so magnificent that you can just give it coke and and process food every day and it'll still live and operate. And you think and you think that you're fucking fine. You think that you're normal, but. People don't know how good that they can feel until they feel it. Right, and until they, they actually make the changes. Yeah, and then right. once you do, man, yeah, they just don't yeah. know what they're missing, bro. Yeah, but I, I, don't know, I don't know what the tough thing is there for people, but again, how, how simple is it? Like, Not simple as in you know willpower simple, but simple as in writing on a piece of paper equation simple. How easy is it to be healthy? Don't, don't eat shit. Move relatively, you know, regularly, every, every, every single day. day. Yeah. Get enough sleep, and that, that that's kind of it. Maybe you step outside, get some sunlight. Sunlight, drink you know, some water. Th- like, those things are not difficult to do at all, but nobody does them consistently. You know, yeah. at least not very many people. Yeah, we don't talk um, about that kind of stuff. And even I would even throw in there like um, like maybe just have some quiet time. Right, for sure. Some just quiet time your by yourself. Yeah, the, breathe. Yeah. Just yeah. like focus. Yeah. So many people are shallow breathers. Yeah. Me. Dude, I'm constantly breathing through my nose as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling clients every single day to breathe into your belly and you know fill it up and brace. And I'm sitting here breathing through my chest and my nose. Yeah, just all the way yeah. through, just all the way in there. Yeah, right. man, it uh, it's not simple. I think most people know what to do, but it's just it's just overcoming that resistance. Right. But you know what is the resistance? You know what 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 is that? that what is that? That is a good question. Because yeah, that is again what I do. I mean, I'm I'm a gym owner. I've, my big goal in life is to get people in and you know hopefully feeling a little bit better physically with their bodies. And it, it's so much harder than people think it 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 needs to be. I mean, like I said, the formula is easy. I mean, I can get anyone stronger. I can get anyone in shape. But are they willing to do what you know it takes? Right. Um. And I yeah I I don't know what the uh, the roadblock is for for most people. You know, is it really that hard to, to get up in the morning? Is it really that hard to drink water instead of soda? You know, is it really that hard not to go out and party and drink beers, you know, every single night? Yeah. Um, obviously, it is for a lot of people, but... Yeah, well, dude, do you ever... Have you gone down the rabbit hole of, of like, studying, like, the gut microbiome and... A, l- a little bit, a little bit. I but mean, I know there's a lot, a lot of, like, pretty pathetic bad signs to that, too. Is there? Uh, yes, bro. Okay, it no, depends. Tell me. I, I don't know as much about it. So why why didn't you so? Well, I'm. You... Well, I was just going with, like, so I mean, there's there's the the gut brain access, and I mean, at least as far as serotonin is concerned, I mean, ninety percent of it, up to ninety percent of it, is produced in the gut, 
And then, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I'm understanding, just de- depending on, on what your, your, your bacterial concentration is in your gut can, can kind of dictate and drive a lot of like those cravings and like what our behaviors and kind of habits are. I'm, I'm sure it could. Yeah. And I, I'm never going to correct you because I'm not a scientist or a doctor or anything. I'm a Jimona personal trainer. I'm, I'm really nothing yeah, special. But that's interesting. Um, I've never, I've never heard anything saying that it's, it's like bad science. So I'm just interested. Like, I, I, in I what just you think heard. that it's, it's sometimes interesting. Like, you know, when, when people say that, you know, 90% of, you know, serotonin is produced through the gut. Um, I think that, you know, that's maybe something that we saw, you know, scrolling through Instagram once or twice and then just repeated that so many times that we think that it's fact. I think that if we delved into that, just that statement alone there, mm-hmm. you'd probably find, you know, many, many different theories on, you know. On how, serotonin how production? Maybe. Or how much? Maybe. Yeah. That, just, just saying. For you know, sure. Maybe. It's definitely not for sure 90%, right? I've right. seen I've seen everything from like 65 up to 90%. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. but, but no, mean, you're right. Your point, I guess, is just, you know, being healthy and taking in. Yeah, just being healthy, like, what you eat. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I mean, could ever argue with that. Yeah, because, I mean, there is bacteria in our gut, and right. then what we eat feeds or or starves that bacteria, right? right? So, it's just, you know, feeding the good and, and, right. and not Very feeding the bad. good pre- and probiotics. And, yeah, you know, right. yogurts and things like that yeah, yeah so my only real point was whenever you get out of balance right and you you have let's just say more bad bacteria than good or b- bacteria that's feeding on like refi- like a lot of carbs or you know that, that's probably driving behavior where you're you're like reaching for that fucking bag of chips when you're not even thinking about it maybe maybe but that goes back to kind of what i was saying in the beginning like you know you're always going to have these impulses and drives like yeah i'm always going to want to I don't know, do something stupid and dumb because right. it feels good. Yeah. Um, but I know better. Yeah. You know? You're right. Yes, you should. That's where the willpower uh, comes in, right? Right, right. So it's like that's whenever we all meet that 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 moment, we have a choice. Are you just gonna let this this little driver, this biological driver dictate everything? Right. Because that's that's the dilemma most people most people they do. Like what feels good. Right. When what they f- do that. What's easy. Sure. The yeah. path of least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's not an excuse. You shouldn't do that. Right. But most people do. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. Do you use, like, kettlebells and shit? Yeah, I mean, I, I try and use a little bit of everything. I really, really do. Um, I, I've i gone through every little phase in this this fitness industry already. I started off bodybuilding, powerlifting for a decent amount of time, a little yeah. bit of strongman, a little bit of Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Um, I don't think either is better than either. I think all of them can be used at different points in time for different people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I try and use a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not a kettlebell master. I don't do kettlebell flows and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But do a lot of kettlebell swings. Do a lot of presses with kettlebells. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like a real, uh, at least from like a strength standpoint, you can get a lot done with with the kettlebell. For sure, for sure. Um, but uh, again, and, and not being argumentative or anything at all, but my big argument toward kettlebells is the load stimulus. Um, mm. it, you know, if you want to be strong, you unfortunately have to lift some heavier loads. Um, yeah, like you can. You, know, you think those like like they just don't get heavy enough? I mean, they make some pretty heavy ones, like three hundred pound ones. Uh-huh. But you know, how much easier would it be to you know do a squat with three hundred pounds and a barbell versus picking up a three hundred pound kettlebell and getting into a goblet position? And, right. You know, who knows? Who yeah. Knows? I mean, um, at that point, isn't like just an atlas stone? Kind of. Or is yeah. it just not big enough? Uh, it's probably not big enough. No. Is, I mean, it, is it what is it the size that makes the atlas stone? So uh, different ones, and they fill it up with different things all the time. But usually the different sizes are obviously you know mm. bigger, uh, you know a little heavier. Um, they usually are set to standard sizes. Like they have two different molds, from what I know, the Slater and then the uh, the little hybrid molds, and they're all pretty much the same size depending on uh, like weight of the stone. So I think like two 
what was it, 220, 250 up, um, was a certain diameter up to 330 or something like that, and then over that was a bigger diameter. Okay. And then so on and so forth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so you, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I try to. I try to. Um, I, I'm definitely a little bit more of a master, master uh, in quotations, but of the barbell. I mean, I've been using that longer than anything else. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, the, the strongman stuff, the stones, the mm-hmm. you know, the log, a lot of the carrying implements are a little bit newer to me. Um, but similar concepts, right? Um, mm-hmm. Something I also kind of preach to my, my, my younger kids is there's a billion exercises in the world. Um, I'm not trying to teach you a billion exercises. I need to teach you how to move your body in five ways. That's it. I need to teach you how to push it, pull shit, squat shit, bend over with shit, and carry shit. That's it. Yeah. If we can literally just do that efficiently, you'll be good at 99% of all those movements out there because they all combine, you know, one or two of those movement patterns anyway. Right. Um, you know, if you know how to bend over pretty well, you can deadlift, you can kettlebell swing, you can do a good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those kind of wonderful things. Right. So It's not complicated. Yeah. No, it really isn't, but, yep. you know, it is. So Yeah. yeah. So uh, Pedro reached out to me, and he was like, man, like, you got to talk to this guy. He's just so fucking cool. He's helped me uh, basically reverse my diabetes. Well, Pedro's too too nice. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he, he, he spoke so highly of you. And, um, but it's not, it's not, it's not complicated stuff to no, your no, point. It's not. Yeah. And again, kind of what I said to Pedro, you know, when he came to me, um, he, I was a friend of his from Linwood, so it's not like he reached me out or anything like that. Um, but yeah, he, he had a pretty bad spot in his life with, with diabetes and, and health and things like that. And he's I said, a massive him, human. He's a huge human. Oh my goodness. Talking about the log, he did something with that, that I, I don't think is like humanly possible, but he did it. Really? Yeah, he's that strong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I told him the same thing. I tell everyone's like, Hey, come into the gym. Don't even worry about you, what you're doing. I wrote him a program, but don't worry what you're doing. Just come in here three, four days a week mm. and move around, get your body moving eat yeah. a little bit better at home, cut out the alcohol, you know? do that see how it goes and then all of a sudden hey man you know this is going well this is going well you know a few months after that hey man this is doing well. and he's been doing it for you know since we've talked what, seven eight months ago and mm. he's just looking better and better every single month yeah um and again that's the the secret right just don't eat shit move every day get enough sleep make sure you get some family time and some quiet time like you said and yeah if you can build habits into your life that you consistently do those things i feel like you're going to be a pretty healthily yeah successful-ish individual or whatever it is that you're doing yeah um, do you do you also write in the program do you do you go over like a like a an eating protocol for these people I, I used to um for friends and things like pedro sometimes i'll have suggestions and things like that and i've written them diets in the past but i don't do that anymore yeah um one i don't think that Anyone has ever followed a diet that I've given them ever. <laughs> ever. Um, and again, most of the times, you know, they don't need like a strict, hey, you need to eat this, 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 and this, and this. Right. They need a, hey, what are you eating right now? Let's make this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, are you having a McDonald's uh, uh, sandwich for breakfast? Okay, let's cut that out. Have it for lunch and dinner. I don't give a shit. But how about for breakfast for one week? Let's do eggs and oats or something like that. You know what I mean? Let's make just that one change. Right. And then, hey, all of a sudden, oh, I'm feeling better. I have better energy. Let's do it for two meals now. Now they're still getting their McDonald's once a day or twice a day or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. But they've made one little tiny change that, you know, is going to be sustainable that they can keep doing for the rest of their life. And six months from our initial talk, you know, they've completely changed the way they do things. They look completely differently. They feel completely differently. They didn't even feel it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't hard. It was easy. Yeah. Just a little bit at a time. Right. Yeah. Minimum effective dose is what uh, Mike Isratel is a, a pretty well-established guy in the industry. Is what something he talks about. Okay. Um, yeah, minimum effective dose. Give your you know client or your trainer or 
whatever it is, the person you're working with, the minimum effective dose that they need to change. It's not going to be too stressful. They will be changing and adapting to it. And like I said, it's easy, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. It's all, it's the whole patience thing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's your diet like? It depends. <laughs> I mean, right now, honestly, we've, like I said, we've, uh, recently had our two kids. So things have definitely been less routine than they used to yeah, in the past. You just eat what you can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I came from a bodybuilding background to where I knew what time of the day it was by what meal I was eating, you know? Mm. Um, I knew how much grams of everything per everything per everything per meal. Now, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I'm getting enough protein. I don't know if I'm getting enough meals. I couldn't tell you. You're just getting by. I, uh, I haven't tracked or measured a food in probably a good two years now. So. Oh, really? So, you know you know how there's um, there's a whole thing where typically – um, like like the guy usually gains weight along right. with, um, with the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and that's because what I'm, I, I think I read something, and it kind of actually makes sense. I think that's because, like the, the guy's also putting on weight to like get ready for those long nights. And maybe I, like I think maybe there's some physiological thing. Dude, that goes I think on the there. body is just so smart, and it just does shit, yeah. whether we understand it or I, not. I, I think that, you're probably right. Dude, there. that kind of makes sense, dude. Yeah. It's like why why do guys tend to put on weight too? during pregnancies and to your point when the baby comes you're not really sleeping much at night there's no regularity in your schedule at all you don't know when you're going to be able to eat next you're just grabbing and going it's like fuck man you just your body just knows your body's ready for the chaos yeah i mean there's got to be something that gets you ready for that (sighs) i wish you wouldn't have survived this far dude it's just so smart we don't even understand everything we we think we do the hubris of humans oh i definitely don't think we know it anything at all at all (laughs) i I think we scratched the little surface you know just barely scratched it barely so you're so you compete are you going to be Still competing? Yeah, so I have uh, another strongman meet coming up in March. Um, oh. I haven't actually officially signed up yet, but I'm hoping to. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, so March 25th and 26th. Uh, what's it, like? What What's the competition setting look like? Like when you go to an event, like what's that day look like? So strongman is, is pretty cool because it's always different. Um, depending on the individual gym that is setting up the uh, the event or the competition, um, you know, it'll be based on their rules. Um, so this particular one will be held over two days. Um, it's the first one that I've done that's been like that. Usually they are a day, you know, three, four hours max, and then you go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one will be, I think it's five events on day one and then three events on day two. Um, so a little bit more CrossFit style, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I have no idea what to expect. You don't know what, like what events they're going to be at all. You just so know I, the number. I, I know all of the events except for one. They have one mystery event okay. on the second day. Um, so yeah, we get to train for you know the selected ones that they've listed. They've lifted, uh, listed weights already too. So you get to train pretty specifically for those and make sure that you're pretty skilled at those. Okay. Um, and then there's one mystery event that they're going to throw in. They'll give that out. Uh, I think two weeks before the uh, uh, the meet. Okay, and um, that's and in then, March. Yeah. So yeah. we got like eight weeks. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it's like ten or something like that. No, okay. Yeah. Do you check? <laughs> so then you do you structure your training so that way you try to peak? I, I try to, yes. Um with strongman again it's very difficult. With um with something like powerlifting, um, to where you have to do one repetition and the only thing that you're really being tested on is your max strength or your absolute strength. It's it's relatively easy to peak. Um but with power or sorry, with strongman, there's so many different qualities of fitness that you need to be peaked for that mm. it's almost fucking impossible to peak for it. Right. Um, like with the uh, the deadlift event that they have, it's a deadlift medley. So there'll be uh, three uh, de- deadlift implements. There'll be a Texas deadlift bar that I've got to lift for one repetition, then an axle bar that I've got to lift for one rep, and then I've got to lift a car for the remainder of the time, and there's a 60-second cap. So, you know, do I have to be maximally strong? Yeah, but also need to be so conditioned that I can, you know, 
produce all this force output in 60 seconds and not, you know, pass out or gas out. Right. Um, so that, that gets pretty tough. Yeah. So I, I try and peak, but whether I get it right or wrong, who knows, you know? Dude, yeah, there's just so, there's so many variables to train right. for. Yeah. Yeah. So with something like that, and again, something that maybe I like a little bit more about it, um, relating it to powerlifting again, if you are a tactician, if you're a real technician and at your lifts, you can generally get away with, with some stuff, right? Um, if you water cut pretty hard um, and drop your weight to get into a lower weight class, but you're an excellent deadlifter, an excellent squatter, and like I say, you can technically get away with something that the other lifters maybe cannot, you know, you can get away with that. With strongman, you know, if you potentially water cut and you, you know, perform badly, you're, you're screwed. You yeah. Know, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Um, we, well, are there weight classes in strongman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I would think that, I mean, that would make it fair so that a whole bunch more people can do it. But I would think when you look at strongman, like the elite are just big as fuck. That's exactly it. <laughs> like, how, how does well, anybody else have a chance? As you get into the, uh, you know, the higher weight classes and things, again, the higher level shows the the weights of the the stuff just gets heavier, right? Um, Dude. And when you're looking at something like, you know, a thousand pound yoke, um, you're not going to get a hundred pound lifter doing that ever, ever. I, it's not going to happen. No. Um, who knows? Maybe. But anything's possible, not. right? So that's why the bigger <laughs> guys are usually the guys that are this. You know the pros and the yeah, guys. Well, their bodies designed to right, literally designed to handle that kind of weight. Right, yeah, dude. Yeah. Did you ever see strongman or anything on comp like on TV when you were a kid? Oh yeah, growing up, it's all I watched all the time. And oh. South Africa was actually super big for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, a gym that I went to when I was early, early in high school, real piece of shit gym. We had a guy there. Uh, his name was Rory Skippers. Um, he was a trainer there at the time. When I was, you know, a little young boy, he was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life. Like, his forearms were the size of two of my legs put together. Kind oh, of wow. Um, probably not, but, you know, when I was younger. A massive like human that. being you know, with big-ass forearms. I know what you're saying. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, he's one of the first strong men that I ever saw. And, I mean, I thought that he did things that I didn't think were humanly possible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, yeah. Definitely someone that, you know, got me into it a little earlier on, I think. So. Dude, I, I can remember sometimes staying home from school and turning on, like, ESPN or something. They'd have yeah. strongman they'd competitions. They'd always have the reruns going on. Yeah, they'd yeah. always have them, dude. I could just watch those for hours. And it was always – I always noticed – yeah, that was one of the things that stuck out to me. It was the, the – like, the competitive field was mostly from everywhere else in the world. There's, like, maybe one or two Americans. Right. And then there, it was just the rest of the world. I'm just like, damn, man. Yeah. These dudes are beasts, lifting fucking uh, tractor trailers and, and semis and right. just all the shit. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some freaks out there. But there, there's something to do with that, uh, too, though. And uh, the States is definitely changing. They're competing a lot at a you know, higher level. But I think if you look at some of these places like, like Russia or China and things like that, yeah. they, they've been doing the sport that they are in now since they were, you know, six seven eight years old and yeah. that's just all they've been doing their whole lives yeah um, that's why they're so incredibly good at it and then you know we have people here in the states that go through high school and play some football you know maybe do some wrestling maybe do this and then mid-20s they're like hey i want to be a strong man and by that point it's too late man it's too late it's it's just too late there's yeah. some dude in iceland who's been training forever right yeah <laughs> he, was, he was literally bred for this you know? <laughs> so, it's hard people man yeah. it's a hard it's a hard world out there yeah, yeah for all of us though yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all perspective. Some places are harder than others. There's no, there's no arguing. I, I definitely think you're right there, but hey, <laughs> everyone's going through their shit. Everyone thinks that their problems are their, you know, biggest problems in the world. So. Yeah, well, it's all relative, right? Because right. the, I guess, the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Right, right. 
Yeah. And you can't relate to anyone else that's gone through anything better or worse because you can't relate because you didn't go through it. Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, man, that's not shit. I don't care if it's the worst. I, I, I think that too sometimes. <laughs> like I'm better, not going to lie. I'm you, better not fix, lie. you better fix the way you're looking at I, shit. <laughs> as I'm getting a little older in my life, and I'm still a young boy, at least I see myself as that, but as I'm getting a little older, I'm really trying to put myself into other people's shoes a little bit more often in life, you know, trying yeah. to see their perspectives a little bit more. And yeah, I still think sometimes like, yeah, you're just a soft whatever, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to not do that so much yeah. anymore. You seem like a guy yeah. who's just cut the shit, no excuses. Yeah. You, you, you have a choice, get it done. I mean, <laughs> you know what, that's what it comes down to. I, I, I'd i like to say that I see myself as a nice guy, and I really hope that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, especially in the gym, if you did five push-ups last week, sorry, bud, you got to do six this week to get better. You know? Yeah. If, if you do three this week and then two the next week, now I know that you're just screwing around. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- there's no more – you know what I mean? It's not yeah. about being nice or not nice. It's about, hey, this is going to get your results, and this is what you're paying me for. So, well, it's, ho- it. it's holding right. the line, right? right? And it's it's making it's it's making yourself uncomfortable and always willing to like lean into that discomfort. Right. right. Yeah, man. Because the the conversations we have with ourselves, it's easy to negotiate your way out of some shit. It is. It is. That's <laughs> why I've learned as well. Don't have conversations with yourself. Don't don't say to snooze. Don't. You know, mm-hmm. don't even give yourself that option because right. I'll take the easy option every time if I give myself it. It's true. You know? That's true. We're just creatures of comfort. Right. Yeah. We're creatures of habit and comfort. All of us are for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, is it is it difficult to try to get people to, to change their habits? Oh, incredibly. How do you like yeah. to go about trying to do that? See, I, I like um, working with younger kids. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's where I feel like I can make the biggest impact. Okay. Um, Again, I'm not trying to sell myself as the world's best trainer, but I have been doing this for a decent amount of time, and I do feel like I know, roughly speaking, what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at the high school age, you know, populace right now, they're being trained by their moms and dads, or maybe the football coach, and you know, they don't always have the best knowledge and experience and things like that. So, right. You know, yeah, kind of making more of my impact in in, in that. Um, yeah, you drop um, knowledge on them. You just just as you're talking, just in conversations with the kids, you just like just I, drop a little wisdom. I, I, I try to a little bit. Yeah. Uh, whether they listen to me or not, who knows? That's the uh, question, right? But yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, are you a reader? I, I like to read. I don't read nearly as much now since the kids um, obviously have have come around into our lives. Not that I'm blaming them, but yeah, yeah, I, I like to read. I just haven't nearly read nearly as much as I should have. Uh, okay. In recent years, podcasts. Uh, podcasts I listen to quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm usually uh, I'm a little earlier before my clients. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit of an early bird, so when I'm setting up before clients for the gym and things, I'll usually have a podcast running. You know, something along the lines. What are some of your go tos? Joe Rogan's probably one of my go-tos. I mean, I listen to him quite a lot just because he interviews everybody, right? Everybody. So if there's anything that you are relatively interested in, he's probably interviewed someone that's, you know, uh, an expert in that field mm-hmm. or has done it for a period of time or, um, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, and there's always open discourse, right? Right. So you know yeah. that you're kind of getting, like, an honest assessment. Usually. At least you'd like to think, yeah. You, as honest as you yeah. can try to get, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. shit. You like to think there's sometimes I know when he's like selling shit though. I'm like, oh, you think so? yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. There's one time he had this guy on, and uh, he had they opened the show immediately using this machine. It's uh, like one of those little massage guns, the little Tim Tam. Oh yeah. And uh, it's for sure because the guest he's a uh, he's like a real famous uh, like MMA trainer. I can't think of his name, like Faraz or something like that. Um, he used to train George St. Pierre. Oh no. And uh, so he was in, and he like brought this thing. 
And, uh, of course, they sold a shit ton because it was on Joe Rogan. Right, yeah. And as soon as you – because I, I fucking ordered one. and uh, But when you ordered them, they were on back order. So you could tell what happened was Faraz was like, hey, man, can you can we talk about this on there? And Joe's like, of course, you're my friend. And then they sold all of this shit. And then and then he went and ordered probably right. the inventory. He, he just made a crap ton of money on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. without having to, like – you know, actually put anything spend down any on, money yeah. up front on inventory and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that was a move. You're helping your friend right Smart there, Joe, to, to sell some shit. Sure. So yeah. he was like, this is just so great. And honestly, it is good. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. But that's the only time he's ever talked about yeah. it. And uh, and it was it was literally probably just to help his friends. Well, so. it's like you said. Hopefully, he's being honest. And like you said, it's not a bad product. So I got it. It wasn't a bad product. Yeah. I mean, but there's just so many of those products. Just the fitness industry is just riddled with those oh, things. It's a sham right now. It it really is. And just something I said earlier, like I you know believe in the traditional movements, especially the younger kids and things like that. Um, there there's so much just crazy stuff in the in the fitness world right now too. Like the the crazier I feel like you can make an exercise look the more you can sell it to people nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, my, my question is there, like, w- w- what is that working? Like, <laughs> you know, if you cannot do a, a strict pull up, but you're going to teach someone to noodle around and do a muscle up, kipping something up onto a bar, no offense, CrossFit. Um, but what are you actually getting better at there? Besides just the skill of that movement. Right. You know? Um, but yeah. 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 I'm always a little conflicted on CrossFit. Not really because I think it's, I don't like it at all, but <laughs> the confliction comes in where I think um, it has brought um, a, a really like cool like community piece for sure that yeah. people can kind of latch onto yeah. and get into fitness where otherwise maybe they wouldn't. Right. So I do like that aspect. Definitely. definitely. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can't dog on CrossFit or, or anything for that matter. I mean, if you look at the general population, we don't move enough as it is. Right. right? So anything you can do to move, I did whatever right. it is, is probably better than nothing. That's true. But, but the problem is when you start putting Olympic movements on these general population well, yeah. people without. So that, that's a big problem for sure. You know, you end up hurting people and getting injuries and things like that. But my, my thing, again, from the, the training kind of gym owner perspective, you are selling someone a service, right? Mm-hmm. If you are selling someone a service that, you know, you didn't take any time to think of, is not science-based or research-based or anything, you just picked a bunch of movements out of a hat and threw a bunch of sets and exercises on a whiteboard, yes, you're getting people moving, but you are now selling the same service that someone else who has, you know, gone to school for this, has dedicated 20 years of their life to this, that has competed in this for you know 30 years who knows now you're the same as that person and i feel like that that's kind of one of the biggest issues that the fitness industry is having right now mm-hmm. um you know a, again not a terrible thing but a, a fresh person out of high school can now go to club fitness and uh, in a weekend get their personal training cert and be a fully qualified certified personal trainer um that doesn't mean anything right that doesn't mean anything at all Yes, they're probably helping people move a little bit more. Yes, they're probably getting more people in the gym and active and, and, and that type of thing. But, you know, what experience, what skill, what anything are they really teaching or helping people with? You, you know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. Um, it's like in the jiu-jitsu game. Why would it be a, a bad thing for me to go opening up a, a jiu-jitsu uh, box? Is that what you call it, a box? Uh, yeah, just like a gym or a studio. Jiu-jitsu gym or, or studio. Yeah. So if I went and opened up one right now and, uh, you know, my marketing was the best out there, I just spent a ton of money on marketing and, uh, every little gym in the area, all of a sudden I took all their clients away. You know, that would be good because I'm getting more people doing jujitsu and, you know, having exercise. But what about these guys that have dedicated all their lives to this? 
you know, they're sitting here looking at me being like, dude, you're, you're wasting these people's money. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to help anyone become a black belt or win a world championship or, yeah. you know, be anything significant in the sport. Yes. You're helping people move a little bit more and that's a great thing. And I'm never really wanting to dog or, or get down on anyone for this. Um, but at that, I feel like is a very, very big issue right now in the industry. You mm -hmm. know, there's, there's no standards. There's no, you know, what does a, a personal training certification mean? You know, if you right. say that you have your CSCS or your CPT or your NSCA, this, or your, you know, NASM, this, you know, what does it even mean nowadays? Yeah. You a know? lot of it's just marketing. It's all marketing. Yeah. It's all marketing. Yeah. You know, um, again, I, I've seen people that have literally been coaches for 20 plus years and, you know, they are failing, you know, as, as financially or, or part of their job to people that, like I say, that are 18, that have just come out of high school, that know how to, you know, show some skin and do well on social media. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't see that as a being fair, but who cares about fair, but I see that as being a very big issue in, in, in the industry as a whole right now. Yeah. You know, who do you know who to believe? You know, if you're both certified trainers, why is your opinion better than mine? You know, um, I feel like some people should just stay out of it until they know better. You know? There's a lot of information to sift through. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah. And, and again, why I think that you should trust someone that's been around the block and, you know, been through it all. I agree. You know? uh, um, do you know who Shane Maxwell is? No, I don't think so. He, um, he's just a real old, I, like I, I found him on Joe Rogan. He's this real school um, strength guy. He uh, does a lot of, like, kettlebell stuff, and uh, he was, like, one of the early, like, one of the first, I think, American uh, jiu-jitsu black belts. But he was uh, he was saying that uh, uh, you shouldn't trust, like, a trainer, like, under a certain age. It was, like, yeah. he, he, I, think, he, I think his number was, like, 40 or something like that. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was some, I'm, it was, I'm not 40, and I would agree with it that. It was something like, or, because to his point, he was, like, he's, like, what does a 20-year-old know about training? Right. Like, what do they know about, you know, training smartly or for longevity or mm -hmm. because when you're 20 you can get away with a lot of shit right. you just, you're still learning you don't know i can remember whenever i was like a 20 year old trainer i didn't know shit oh yeah and, and I'm, i mean i'm 34 and like health and fitness is like I've, I've always just for my own personal just for me i've always just continuously like learned and kind of been in the space as far as just trying to keep up with the information the, the best i can right um, you have to, yeah. Yeah, and I know substantially more now, and I have a lot less ego now. Like, if I were training people, I know I'd be a lot better now. And then I can, if I try to, like, put that forward, yeah, like, somebody who's 40, who's been training for a long time, they've seen so many different things. They've dealt with so right. many, they've gone through all the fucking fads. Mm -hmm. Like, no. it's, it's, it's time tested, right. true. You can learn. Yeah, I've had this discussion actually with my wife the other day. That I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the Dunning Kruger effect. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I literally said almost exactly that to her. I said, you know, maybe five years ago I would have said to you, yeah, I knew exactly what I was doing. Ten years ago, yeah, I knew exactly everything. I, now I, I feel like I don't know shit. Oh, I, mean, I feel know, so it, stupid it all the time. Almost, exactly. I feel dumber <laughs> every year I get older. Um, but it, it's, it's just crazy to learn how much more there is out there when yeah. previously you thought that you knew it all. You know? Yeah, man. It, and um, we're learning shit all the time. But that's right? that's the thing, though. I think that's what's so interesting when you're talking about learning just the hubris of a lot of people where the, it's this whole idea where you have to learn, you have to go to college or you have to learn from like these certain establishments. Right. But you should always be trying to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and there's a lot of ways to learn. Podcasts are a great example of that. Like 
uh, Dr. Huberman. Uh, he runs a podcast called the Huberman Lab. He's yeah, a, I listen to him quite a little bit. Exactly. Anyway. So he's a, he's a Stanford professor. Mm-hmm. People pay money to go to his classes, yet he's giving away the same information for free, yeah. for free on his podcast. So tell me what's different than that education. Right. There is no difference in that education other than I didn't have to pay for it, and then I can I tuned in myself, and it's more self-taught. Like maybe yeah. I can't ask questions. But even then, you can probably reach him and ask questions because yeah, he totally agree with you he there. hosts like Q and A. So the access to information and good information, like you have to know where to go and look for it. But you can get good information and right. educate yourself. Um, it's just yeah, I don't know, man. So just the idea that oh my god, like you have this certification or you got a, a degree in this one thing, and then that is that's just that's it like yeah. that's the most important thing but meanwhile there's this other person who's been in the industry for like 20 years maybe they don't have all those certifications or even like a fancy degree but they've been doing it and right. time tested and they've been educating themselves right. and so yeah. through books and you know through trial and error for and sure. through podcasts so all these things yeah ideally i'm sure you'd want a little bit of both but you know for sure know, but i'm just I saying like those other people just get discredited straight yeah. away it's know? just the rigid uh, thinking about right. it right don't be so rigid like there's some, you know, there's some nuance here. For sure. Yeah, for sure. man. Yeah, just like with everything else in life, yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of that. There's just obviously everything with like COVID, right? Like, I don't want, we don't have to go down this whole path, but it's just, you always hear the thing like, follow the science. Yeah. And you can only trust certain sources. And there's, it's like, listen, there's a, there's a lot of conversations to have. It doesn't have to be just this one way of for sure. thinking it. And well, we, we tend to have that mentality about, a lot of things. Well, again, people that say, and, and maybe not all people, and I'm generalizing and I shouldn't, but people that say follow the science or, hey, listen to this you know, research or science or study, you know, they, they take one study or one research article or one thing that supports their argument and they yeah. say, hey, look at this. This is the Bible. This is truth. Right. Uh, meanwhile, in that same you know, area of research, there's probably you know, several contradicting you know, studies out right. there. Um, but, you know, they'll exclude those. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunately not how science works, right? Science... You, know, you take all of these studies, you take all of these different things and you put them together and you see what the generalization is. Um, not everything, you know, works for everybody. Right. Um, like, like we're seeing with COVID, you know, some people are getting incredibly sick. Some people are not feeling anything at all. Yeah. You know, uh, how are you supposed to generalize that for an entire populace? Yeah, you, you can't do it. You can't do it. You know? um, I'm always, it's in like anecdotal evidence. Does it matter like at all? Like, why can't we take that into any sort of account? Well, again, I think that you should take it into account, but you can't because you're trying to make rules for everybody, right? Yeah. And if I'm trying to make rules for everybody, then you don't matter. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, exactly. You know. Well, yeah, I, and I just think even just on the individual, just as you're, as you're trying to figure out the world and take things in, it's like, hey, man, there's a lot of sources of information. It's not just this one source is the Bible. For sure. To your yeah. point. It's yeah. like, man, dude, we get so rigid in the way we fucking think. Right, right. I went on a tangent there, but it, it, it applies to the fitness space and people when they're choosing coaches or anything. It's like, man, you just, you're like, oh, I see the NASM certification. Right, yeah, and I, I see just I, that and yeah, else. Yeah. And I see you're working at this gym. It's like, all right, well, you know, there's a lot of really, you don't need all the fancy equipment. And you don't need all of the certifications either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes you need none of that. You know, I mean, uh, in the strongman realm, um, someone that's, you know, won, I think, past three years now, except for last year, that's a lie, Martins was last year, but uh, the Russian um, Alexei Novikov, um, you know, complete freak of a human being. But if you look at any of his training videos and where it is he trains, he trains with equipment that you wouldn't want to train with here. Really? Oh, you know, it's terrible, you know, rusted little shitty uh 
weights and you know mismatch uh, bars and nothing sexy oh absolutely nothing at all but hey he's the best in the world you know Novikov yeah N O V I K O V K O V mm-hmm. okay strongman yeah. should, should I put that in or maybe I'm not very good at at the the Google. Well, that that's another thing I'm uh, kind of realizing in this for this little fitness world is. I spell his first name. Uh, Alexi. Uh, L. Uh, sorry, A L E X I E. I believe. Um, but I don't think anyone actually cares about the uh, the fitness world. You know. No, no, they don't. People don't care about that. No, I mean. Which is is it this is this guy right here? Nope. No. Oh yeah. It's probably the accent. Oh, did I fuck it up? (laughs) No, no, no. I fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. He looks like a savage. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, he's like bending this bar. The bar just bending. Is this overkill? What is this right here? What what is that? So that is a, that looks like an 18-inch deadlift or a silver dollar deadlift is what they call it. Those are massive. Yeah. So uh, in have you ever seen the big wagon wheels that they sometimes yep. lift with? Yeah. So uh, in Strongman, depending on the, the, the competition, there'll be different variations of the deadlift. So they won't always have to be from the floor. Sometimes the deadlift is from 15 inches or 18 inches or Okay. You know, so you got to be strong all the way through the movement. Uh, again, something that I really love about it, yeah. Holy it's shit. not just like I say, like powerlifting. You gotta get good at lifting on calibrated plates on a power bar yeah. off of the floor. You know, who thinks of these events, dude? Shh, you tell me. A some mad of man. them are crazy. Some, some of them are crazy. Someone's just sitting back, like, how can we? Yeah, how can we hurt those people? Yeah, right? how can we break somebody today? Yeah, and yeah. that's what they do, and then they put you through it. And you guys are like, sign me up. Yeah. I'm there. So the the pro guys are actually busy getting ready, and it looks like they have an event to where there's going to be a stone to to shoulder. Uh, so from the uh, the floor, they're gonna pick this thing up, roll it along their bodies, and then put the stone over here, and you know make sure you balanced it. And a guy just put out a video of him doing it with a 433 pound stone, which is, I mean, it's bananas. How does <laughs> most, most people can't pick that up on a barbell? Never mind rolling it on an awkward stone and popping it up on your shoulder. Just holding it up here. It's a whole other level. Just of all this pressure on that joint. Yeah, I don't know his bicep or his shoulder or anything handles it really. Holy cow! How um, big is this human? Yeah, so he he's a pro level guy. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably you know six nine, six ten, Icelandic and huge. Um, Golly, what level are you at? Me and uh, I'm not at a good level. I, so I'm short. I'm what five ten, five eleven on a good day. Don't be hard on yourself. That dude. automatically disqualifies me from any pro level strong. You gotta be stuff. at least six five. Yeah, I'm six five and Icelandic. Yeah. Those yeah. Guys, oh, fuck, dude. Because those guys don't have sunlight, and all they so they just train all year long. That's it. Yeah. They're just inside. <laughs> Just training. Yeah. It's cold outside. Yeah, I mean, so, hey, it's just yeah. hard. It's, that's got to be a reason that they're hard as hell, and that's got to be one of them. Dude, so. what's the weather yeah. like in? No, it's such a silly question, right? South Africa. <laughs> in South. I almost said Australia. <laughs> in South Africa. It's good. I mean, it's it's warm year round. I never saw the snow until I came over here. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just so it's different than like. Oh yeah, here in middle the of winter, I could have gone into the uh, the beach and swam if I wanted to. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you'd yeah. be like, it'd be more like a southern. Part of the yeah, United kind, States kind of like is Florida without yeah, the humidity. I think. Yeah, the United so. States is interesting because it's so different 
it, I mean, this is one country, but you can go from one end to the other and, and get completely different weathers and climates. It, yeah. It's just yeah. so vast. It's so oh, yeah. it's so interesting. Except for Missouri, where you get everything all in one day. All in one so, day. Yeah. All in one day, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting that you you landed in Missouri. Oh yeah, I mean it was just Linwood again. You yeah. Know, then with their recruiting, um, originally I had plans to go to UCF um, in Florida. Um, okay. Play for their rugby team there because they had a pretty decent rugby team at the time that I was coming over. And Linda would offer me more money. So if it wasn't for that, I would never have known this place existed. You you'd, know? you'd probably be in Florida right now. Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Florida yeah. sucks, bro. I hated Florida. Yeah. yeah. That place I, sucks. I, I've so been much. down there a couple times. I'm not a big fan. You know, man, I always talk shit on Florida. I really don't like it. No, neither do I. <laughs> I feel like the people are a little little interesting. Um, I feel like the water was weird every time I've been down there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's just an interesting place. Interesting Dude, place. it's a fucking swamp. Yeah, it's literally what it is. Literally. Yeah. I'm not trying to be an... It is. There are alligators yep. and massive insects and fucking uh, boa constrictors. Yeah, and just huge iguanas I learned last time we were down there. Dude, so, I'm just not yeah. about that. <laughs> I'm not about any of that. And you will, without a doubt, get hit by a hurricane. It's not if. It will yeah, happen. At some point or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah every year. Yeah. Every year. Some Sometimes worse than others. Yeah, 100%. I'm always just so interested by the fact that people will will build in a place that is guaranteed to get demolished by a natural disaster. Yeah, again, how that happened over history, who knows? And then we yeah. get and we get all sad when it happens. Yeah. We're all surprised. Nah. New Orleans just got taken out again. <laughs> what? No, nah, I've always said I don't think we're a species that means that that's meant to last. I really don't think we are. Like no. I, I don't think in general we're smart enough. I don't, I don't think we make good enough decisions. Yeah, so. how the hell we've we been here this long? I For don't real. know, dude. For real, though. we do some cool stuff though. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah. Do. I mean, we're pretty incredible. So, do you keep up with um, like the metaverse, or have you you seen any of the stuff I've, like I've that's heard going a on in the digital stuff world about that? But I, I truly don't know enough about it to uh, to actually keep up. I think, like from my understanding, it's meant to be like a, a virtual world. Essentially, right? yeah. Yeah, I don't know the details, but yeah, could you imagine living in a virtual world? Okay, no, so that sounds weird. And I also saw something along the lines of someone uh, buying property um, in that. Yes. So how, how exactly does that work? Does that? I don't know, dude. Digital property, that's the thing. This whole NFT shit where essentially like an NFT is essentially like a digital stamp of ownership. Um, I think right now they're applying it to artwork, but it can really be anything in this digital space. And apparently, let's just say you plug into the metaverse. There's going to be like all these different worlds like within the place. So you're not even going to have access to all these things. So that's I think that's where the whole digital real estate's coming into play. Let's just say they're going to build this place. There, I think there's this one place called Sandbox or some okay. shit. Snoop Dogg, you know the rapper Snoop yeah, Dogg? Yeah. He has property in that place. So let's just say you, you know for a fact when Snoop Dogg plugs into the metaverse, this is where he's going to be. So now if you also want to be where he's going to be in this place. You would pay to get in there. Yeah, right? exactly. You can purchase real estate there. It's going to be astronomical. <laughs> That's absolutely fucked up, it's, actually. <laughs> it's not. What in the fuck are we doing? This is, oh, you, God. I, you know, you can spend all the money you want on virtual real estate. I'll take all the real real estate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the give, real me, world. give me a hundred acre homestead somewhere, and I'll be fine. Yeah. That's the thing, guys. Like you and I, we're not. Have you have you tried any sorts of like virtual reality at all? Have you put on the headset? No, no, dude, no, it's no. wild. No, it's, I mean I've done the Wii. And that's about it. So man, so I I tried it at um, Dave and Buster's, and uh, it was okay. It was pretty cool. Like there was a a video game for like Star Wars. It was pretty interesting. But then I also tried one of these like home like Oculus headsets. Mm-hmm. Um I have a friend who had one and I I was trying it out. And uh it's fucking crazy, dude. Like you put it on and you look around and we the the 
the thing that they had, the, the scene they had set up was you're like in this glass like pod and it's really fucking nice. And you can see out into like the mountains and there's this huge like starry like night it looks sky. Real. It looks so real. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. crazy, dude. You look around, there's like this bookshelf and fireplace and all this stuff. It looks so real. So once they're able to make that experience almost indistinguishable from the real world say you have some sort of suit that puts like pressure on you or right. you're suspended over some sort of like omnidirectional yeah, just like treadmill a, and you can go dude what, what is that movie um ready player one no 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 there's someone else like when they uh oh i can't think of it but something along the same lines what happened no it's Did something get, along the same lines oh. where they kind of uh, plug themselves in and oh. uh, it was uh Inception, that's what it was. Oh, Inception? Yeah, yeah, kind awesome. of a similar thing, right? That's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That's Christopher Nolan. That's a really good movie. I like his movies. Yeah. I'm a bit of a new, like a movie nerd. There we go. Dude, just, I don't know what it, it's probably just because growing up, I just I just watched a ton of movies. I just like stories. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little autistic with it a little bit, actually. Well, you mentioned the Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Are you? So, yeah, big, yeah. big Star Wars nerd. Dude. And then I got, where was I going? Oh. Oh, virtual reality. <laughs> I was like, I lost my train. I thought you got me talking about movies. Um, no, yeah, I think once you're able to make that experience just indistinguishable and you don't know what's real or not, there's going to be a lot of younger generations who are more apt to just dive into that world. Oh, I totally agree, yeah. But that, in my mind, is going to be a pretty scary time. It scares like a the shit really, out of me, really dude. scary time. You want to talk about people not yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just that, but just psychologically and what, you know, people are going to be like, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I, I already feel like people cannot communicate. I mean, I, I feel like I'm one of those people, actually. You know, we spend all days on our phone texting each other and we can text back and forth all day long. But when you actually sit face to face with someone, you know, who do you actually sit and communicate to every day? Like yeah. my wife, sure. I can maybe add in my, my training clients, but it's not communication. It's, you know, training, work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like people have lost that skill. You know, if you sit and have a, a talk with someone or out in public where you do communicate with people, I feel like there's so much misunderstanding and miscommunication because we're just all out of practice. Mm -hmm. No one knows how to listen. No one knows how to talk. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse in my mind. I feel like the less technology we can get in the world, the better. You know, you know it, uh, it's not a bad move just to make things more simple. No, but that probably won't happen. Right? Convenience is a thing. No, bro. Only so, onward and upward. Yep, we just got to yep, move forward yeah. until we break everything. <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly what scares me. <laughs> that's yeah. what scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought about any of that stuff at all until obviously I had kids. And now, you know, I feel like I spend my entire day just thinking about that type of stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It can be all consuming. Right. And that's when you just got to put your head down and just do the work. Right. Just keep moving forward. 100%. Yeah, but that's tough to do. I used to think that, so oftentimes I would never really pay attention what's going on so much in the world. Just in general. Not even just necessarily politics, but just in general. Because one, when you're younger and you're just all consumed with what you have going on, it's really hard to have perspective outside of your own world. But then I would always feel that it didn't really matter what was going on. As long as I still focused on me and what I was doing, everything was pretty much going to continue kind of how things were going on. Right. But within this whole last couple of years and how the whole world has just been flipped upside down and governments have been taking crazy fucking overreaching power like none other all over the world it seems. Yeah. It almost seems like you can't 
you can't ignore it. You have to. Well, you, you have to. You can't ignore it, but can you fight it either? You know that that's another thing. That's the question. I don't know, man, but you certainly can't be ignorant of no, it. No, you can't. Right? But you what know? are you supposed to do? You know, because um, you, you, you look her up. You, you f- turn around. You have zero freedom. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you're back in the corner. You don't. So that's what I'm saying. You can't be ignorant to it. But it's like that is the question. What the fuck do you right. do, man? I mean, we uh, just before we actually started this, I a small comment. But you know, if you wake up one day and you go into your kitchen, you try and get some water and the water doesn't come out of the the tap or the faucet whatever word you guys use or you know you go to the grocery store and there's no meat in the shelves like what do you actually do like where do you get those things from right and most people are screwed i'm one of them i'm in o'fallon missouri i'm not gonna go you know i don't know how to hunt you know dude yeah um anyway i think about that all the time i I got a bow because i want to learn how to start hunting right so i can procure meat yeah and yeah to your point man if 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 these daily resources that we take for granted yeah they're just, just not there they day. just stop yeah. then what right you know we're all so disconnected from our food i started um my friend put me on this uh this farm here in missouri and uh so you can buy like locally sourced like gr- grass like fed grass fed to finish like beef or nice. you can get raw cow's milk or um eggs or just so it's a little bit closer to the source right and uh so i i got some just this past week for the first time and uh, the raw cow milk was actually pretty good. But what I've realized is that we're all so disconnected from our food. And we don't we don't have any relationship with our food. We don't know where it comes from. Nobody yeah. kills anything. Right. No you 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 have no image of that. You just get it prepackaged mm-hmm. on right. styrofoam nonetheless and in plastic. That's so far removed. Yeah, yeah. I think most people nowadays would probably be more comfortable taking something and eating it from a little cardboard package box than they would, you know, a nice Cut a beef or yeah. cut a chicken or yeah. You know, I got like some that. liver. Yeah. Do you do you do organ meats? So I, I'm a big of a fan of uh, liver, but my wife hates it. She cannot get over it at all. So we never end up having it in the house. Yeah, um, it's hard to find actually. Yeah, so chicken livers are pretty easy to find. Yeah, those like. are easy. To actual find. like you know like liver from a cow or something. Yeah, this is like a, a beef harder. liver. Yeah. yeah, like you got nowhere to go. Like you can't just go to your grocery store right. usually and get that. Yeah, ch- chicken livers is what I usually get if I ever do get any, just because they're usually you know easier and yeah you know convenient to get. So. I'm going to try to eat it raw. There we go. You ever, yeah. you ever? L- liver can stall? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a little bit. That dude is for sure not only eating raw meats. Oh, no. He's uh, he's definitely trending really hard. <laughs> yeah. I look at him. I'm like, dude, you look like you're about to have a heart attack, bro. <laughs> like, no, He's an interesting dude. Yeah. He's a wild man, dude. I like yeah. following him, though. Oh, yeah. Very, very entertaining. For I'm sure. definitely going to try the, sure. the raw liver. Yeah, so I'll leave that to you. I'll, I think I'll cook mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some liver and onions, too, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little piece. I'm a real texture guy. I don't yeah. like. So this the texture of that's gonna fuck me up, but I just you know just just to try little, it out just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, it's got to be healthy for you. So so why? What reason? Just for like the health? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. I I mean, you growing up as an athlete, a lot of my mentality with nutrition was I don't care if it tastes good. Right. It's just it's it's fuel. It's yeah, it's, it's serving else. a purpose. Right. Right. So I'm just gonna take the same mentality with that because i mean organ meats are so good for you they're so nutrient dense and the if if we are if we have the digestive enzymes to break them down we're able to do it it's not going to make me sick right i mean obviously it's not going to be pleasurable i'm not going to make it a regular thing but i'll try it no for sure hey if it's for health i'm all for it Yeah. yeah dude have you seen that movie it's an old movie um not super old with uh leonardo dicaprio ah fuck what's that movie where he got mauled by that bear oh that was a great movie i want to say rendition but i don't think that's the name 
Oh, I can't think of it right now, but I know what you're talking about. I know. Why or something? No, we're going to look it up, bro. We got a second. Yeah, see, I'm not naturally an empathetic person. I don't typically, I'm not very good at conversation either, which is why I kind of do this podcast always in person so I can talk to people. There we go. And I can get, I can get better at connecting with people and being more empathetic. Well, it's definitely something I need to try and do a little bit more often myself. It's hard to feel sorry for people, especially yeah, when you don't real. ever feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. This was stupid. I just looked. I'm looking through all the movies. It was dumb, right? I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> did I miss it? Shit. What What were you uh, thinking about the movie for? Oh, because there's a scene in there where he, uh, because he gets he gets attacked by that bear and he's going on like this long fucking like journey, right? And right. there's a moment where I'm pretty sure he walks up on this uh, this native guy who was, like, on a fresh kill. I think maybe it was, like, a buffalo or something. Yeah. And they both just start tearing into, the like, the organs. I think they get the organ out and they start eating the organs. Maybe. I, I can't think that closely. The movie, it was either organ meat it. or it was it was raw meat. Either way, right. they just started eating it raw. And it's, like, just the idea that growing up, you're told you're not supposed to eat any of this shit raw. You'll get sick. Right. It turns out you'll get sick because of just mass farming and the the process it goes through right. it can get and contaminated. a lot of parasites and things like that sometimes exactly whatnot, things but, can get contaminated yeah. but in general if it's a healthy animal for sure something like that you can eat it raw right and it's nothing i it was not ever on my my mind until obviously there's this whole raw kick going right. on right now so have you ever had any type of raw meat before other than fish no okay yeah, yeah. i mean i've done i mean i've done raw well i guess i guess sashimi so yeah i've done or not that sashimi but like uh like beef tartare so oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so okay. i mean yeah i've had raw meats before yeah. should be all right there. Yeah. yeah it'll be fine yeah. it'll be fine liver has a, an interesting taste yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've never had a raw i can't even think about it. i know when you cook it up it's kind of a little bit more you know, full of party, so yeah. I but know even what when the, you cook the chewy it. aspect would be like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Good luck with that. Do I you think. do dairy or anything though? Oh yeah, I, I really don't have any kind of restricted diet. Okay. Um, back in my bodybuilding days, like I said, it was it was extremely regimented and strict. But now, you know, I'll probably have a pint of ice cream mm. two three nights a week. Dang, um, bro! Yeah, God, I, I kind of eat whatever I want to eat. Fuck right inflammation, now. huh? Yeah, I mean, truly, like I've said, since the uh, the kids have been born, it's. It's really just been about getting enough calories in throughout the day. Yeah, um, I, I have a hard time holding on to weight nowadays. Um, you know, with my job and just you know being up and going and whatever. Yeah, I get up fairly early. Um, obviously, before the kids or the wife are awake. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, no breakfast, and I'll go to the gym. I have one client, two clients, maybe three, four. Who knows? Uh, but there's usually a good stretch of you know three, four, five hours to where I don't really eat. Um, and then, you know, I'll go home, maybe have breakfast or whatever the case is. And then I've got to train before my next stint of clients. Um, so it's been, you tough. have to train yourself before the next, usually is what I do. Yeah. Got you. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been kind of tough nowadays getting to that new routine and new habit of, of, you know, being a dad and life and a gym owner and whatnot. Yeah. Um, just to try and get enough food in. Yeah. So even though it's not the healthiest thing in the world, it's yeah, it's keeping me alive right now. Yeah. So. It's just what you gotta do yeah. while you can yeah. for the moment. Right. right. I mean, it's only temporary, Yeah. but you gotta yeah. kind of put yourself on the back burner a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's, it's not even like, I'm, you know, eating terribly. We still eat really, really well. I mean, we, we don't really eat any processed foods. Um, every meal that we have, like uh, breakfast every morning is either eggs, 
oats toast uh, and yogurt um, yeah you eat real food yeah i mean we, we don't really eat anything too terrible so when i say eat badly again it's, it's relative it's all relative but right. you told me that you come from a bodybuilder background right. so compared where, to that it's right. terrible everything right. is measured you know right. what ev- you know to the fucking t what you're you're consuming sure, when yeah. you're consuming it right it's so yeah. regimented so right. to be eating yeah. in this fashion is probably yeah, it, it feels, feels like crazy. chaos oh, it definitely feels like chaos <laughs> but it's also you know it, it's been nice too i mean not having to worry about that I, I remember getting so much just silly anxiety over things. You know, if someone would take a little piece of your chicken, you're like, oh, my God, I've, you know, I've lost 15 grams of protein. I'm <laughs> fucked for my day. You know, and my whole week is screwed. Oh, my gosh. Again, getting older, you realize that that's not really how things work. Yeah, know, that stress don't, don't will make stress it worse. Out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, do you Have you ever tried raw milk? Roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, growing up in South Africa, we had access to a lot of stuff like that. Roll milk. Um, I've yeah. skimmed my own chicken before. Just real food. Um, you just eat yeah. real food in general. For the most part, yeah. It's so simple. I mean, it's not like we didn't have, you know, we, we had McDonald's open up there uh, when I was a young teenager. We had our own fast food joints and things like that. You remember McDonald's opened up there? I do, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not even that I'm that old. We're just that backwards. <laughs> Dude, listen, McDonald's is, is not a sign of progression. Oh, no, no, no for sure. <laughs> That's the problem. When McDonald's or one of these fast food places hits, hits a town, diabetes and heart heart disease and everything is soon to follow. Yeah, I mean, it's a cheap, super, super cheap, easy food for most people to get. Yeah, there's it tastes no, pretty good too, there's no so. nutrients, though. It's yeah, completely yeah. void of nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. It's I crazy. Don't, I don't know if you've ever seen those uh, those silly uh, experiments where they take a McDonald's burger and they leave it out for like months at a time and how yeah. it doesn't decompose. Are those real though? So I guarantee you it's real because uh, in uh, uh, Linwood I had two Swedish roommates, Linus and Toby. Um, they were fucking awesome guys. They really <laughs> were. But Linus, after Main Street nights, would pass out with burgers on himself regularly, just you know from rallies, McDonald's, whatever the case is. Right. And uh, cleaning up at the end of one semester, we found a burger, a burger patty, fully just complete. And it looked like, you know, it was the day he bought it. And oh. it had to, had to have been under there for <laughs> at least a year. At least a few months. So, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. You know, it's just not real. No, definitely not. When I used to have a friend, and this was probably back in college now, I think about we were talking about this. He was from like down in like southern Missouri. And he was telling me about how. When he was when he was younger, he was like with his friend, and they were um, like on this farm. And the guy's dad, like the friend's dad, um, was talking about how he's like he's like you see this meat. He's like I would never consume this meat. He's like this is trash meat, but this is what we sell to like McDonald's and shit like that. Oh damn! Yeah, like this. I wouldn't like, be surprised. Like yeah. this, and I'm not saying he is like selling to McDonald's, but like that grade that, of that meat, grade of like meat, that yeah. grade of meat is like what they would sell yeah. to like a man. Yeah, like plug. I said, I wouldn't be surprised. They're probably looking for the absolute cheapest of cheapest of, yeah. you know, dude, ingredients. All, of, all the chemicals. Yeah. All the chemicals. It's just so crazy. Yeah. But again, isn't that just one more thing for us to worry about? You know what I mean? There's, that's why we're all stressed. And yeah. that's why you stay up late at night because you have kids and you worry about all this shit. Now, right. right? <laughs> you are, I mean, kids, but now you worried about what you're eating and what they're putting in that. Now we're going to worry about what they're putting in the water. And yeah, I know. And by the end of the day, we're worried about all this shit and we can't do anything to change it. I so. feel bad even giving out plastic bottles of water because it's just like. So, so you're like super into the, the, uh, the health side of things, right? Bro, listen, this right here, this, this is more convenient. I, I try to go all glass, yeah. very little plastic. I try, we can only limit as much, um, 
you only limit so much exposure to chemicals. Right. Like it's everywhere. So I just try to do what I can. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. I was kind of curious. Um, a very interesting thing that I heard uh, not too long ago. I can't remember where I heard it from, so I don't know how credible it really is. But apparently, there is nowhere, not a single place in the entire earth right now, or on the entire earth, if you go and take a sample of soil right now, um, that is not contaminated by something. Yeah. Um, which is pretty crazy. And they're talking about, you know, the, the most remote place in Alaska, the most remote place in Antarctica. You take mm-hmm. a little soil sample, and yep. you know, that's crazy to me. Yeah, dude. Um, apparently, there's something like, I don't know what the number is, but there's a good number of like uh, of chemicals that, or yeah, compounds that they they don't decay, they right, don't go right. away, right? And okay. uh, uh, yeah, like a lot of these have been used by companies, and mm. they got grandfathered in, or right. whatever. The, like Teflon, I just watched this movie about like Teflon, for example. Like it was originally used this chemical to coat uh, the shells of of. Uh, of tanks oh yeah yeah like the bulls for tanks so like they would coat those and then they're like oh this is so awesome it's waterproof and then they just started using it for everything and uh you know because it's in a lot of cookware and different things and now something like 90 percent of the world's population all if you, have those chemicals all has has teflon in them or something like that but yeah there's a number of chemicals that don't break down that are just still in use or have been in use for a long time. That's crazy. It's, it's just the short-sightedness yeah. of people. It's so crazy. And then the the company, I think it was DuPont maybe, whenever they found out, which was very early on, that this is an issue and this chemical doesn't break down, there's a there's a there's a like a napkin, I guess that was found as a part of the records. Basically talking, it, it basically just sells. We need to sell as much as this as fucking possible until we can't. Jeez. <laughs> like, I mean, hey. like the moment that they found, like <laughs> that was the business plan. It's just so crazy, man. Yeah, the amount of chemicals that are everywhere yeah. and how greed will just drive human behavior and not give a fuck about the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, shit. I I truly can understand both sides of things. You know, if you were in their position, you know, why not? I'm a- Cause Maybe it's a bad thing to life, do, you know? bro. I'm never gonna know any of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I'm not saying I would, but just make as much shit. money as possible. That's how people think, though. Some people for yeah. sure think like that. No, it's, it's all about profits, profits, yeah. profit, profits. And it's it the reason we're in this 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 issue right now. And again, going back to what we said earlier about training and kind of my my tie in there, but you know, a lot of new trainers nowadays will you know try and get 20, 30 people into a boot camp class, you know, for the higher energy and things like that because they want the extra money, they want the the extra numbers. Yeah. And yes, people are moving, but you know you're not giving this person any attention. You know they're they're paying you just for the sake of being here right now. They're not getting any training. They're not getting any better or any more that they would have gotten watching a YouTube video at home. Right. Um. So yeah, just I think people when they do reach out for coaches and, and, and go to new gyms and, and start new things, you know, seeing who's actually been there and done that, seeing who has the experience, not just, you know, who your friend knows or, you know, who the, the cool person on social media is. I think people need to really, really take a little bit more time in their, their own lives with everything and just, you know, research a little bit more, learn a little bit more, you know, invest yourself a little bit more in whatever it is that you're trying to get better at. You know, whatever it happens to be. Right. And if I wanted to come and potentially, you know, train with you guys at jiu-jitsu and I wanted to get any better at it, I'm not just going to go to the strip mall down the, the road here. I'm going to say, hey, you know, have these guys, you know, had anyone that competed? You know, did they do any well? Do they, they kind of know what they're doing in that sense? And I'm probably more than likely going to go there than, you know, the place is brand new that has never had anyone compete out of their gym ever, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Just do a little research. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like take, with everything, though. Yeah. Don't just take, uh, you know, 
the news or your friend or you know everyone's word you know yeah I, I say that to a lot of the kids i train too like i'm gonna say a lot of things in here and i don't want you to believe me i want you to go after this and research it for yourself and next time come in and tell me what you learned you're right because i feel like again that's how we learn and develop if i just keep telling you information you take it in like a little parrot you're not gonna learn anything you're gonna you know the words but mm -hmm. yeah yeah. That's a good indicator of whether or not you should avoid somebody if they tell you information like it's just Oh, it's like a blanket statement, this is how it is. This is it. Right. And that's it. And you need to listen to me. Yeah, that's usually a big red flag for myself. Yeah, and yeah. I know everything. Yeah. I don't I I find I, there's a lot of shit I don't know. Oh yeah. Which is most of everything. Yeah, like I said to you earlier, the older I get the the less I realize I know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, dude, I'll say things and I'll immediately question it like that. Is that right? It's, yeah. it's probably wrong. Well I um we're busy doing a, a new website for uh, for the business now. We're trying to change our name uh, very slightly. But I've been going back um, into some of my older things. I used to write some articles and, and things like that. And, you know, the old me and the things that I said, you know, I'm wanting to kick myself right now because, you know, I, I was wrong, just plainly just wrong. And I thought that I was so right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess everyone goes through that. Everyone learns. Yeah. Um, you just learn to, I guess, like you said, not – put blanket statements over everything and yeah it's yeah. just just is what it is this is what we do as humans it makes life a lot easier right it is you can only to generalize yeah yeah for yeah. real just to open up that mental space right for real man you can only do so much in a day 100 percent. what time do you wake up you wake up really early four every day four yeah. every day yeah okay yeah. yeah blessing and a curse there um i i love the early mornings don't get me wrong i've woken up early my whole life but yeah yeah, I'm in such a routine and a habit now that if I, if I go to bed at 1 o'clock, which I don't, I would still wake up at 4. Mm -hmm. So my sleep ends up getting a little affected there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we generally don't do too bad. I mean, we're usually in bed by, like, 9.30, 10 at the latest. Um, and then I'm up at 4, so I, I feel like I get enough sleep. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Sleep, you sleep all night? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, sometimes the kids will wake you up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that, that that's changing. That's changing. It gets easier. Uh, it gets yeah. easier. I hope so. It can't get any worse. <laughs> so. Until you just lose the sleep because they're like, they're teenagers and then they're out. Oh, no. I, I can definitely wait a long time before that. <laughs> my, my little girl, when she hits her teenage years, I don't know. You got a long have time. to build her a tower outside and walk yeah. her away. I don't want to wish that on you. Got a long time. You got a long time. <laughs> oh, they're about to be. You. They're about to be really cool soon. Yeah, dude. When they're like, when they're probably like around like four till like nine or ten, yeah. they're really cool. Even like up to like, yeah, because. I'd say once they hit middle school, they get a lot less cool. Right. A little more attitude. and Yeah, man. It's just they, maybe it's just also because they're starting to try to figure out who they are right. a little bit more, kind of like their place. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so they just start acting differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? But whenever they're little, like you're, you're the rock star. Yeah. They're like happy to see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Hendrick now, my son, he's, a, he's a, such a such a fun age now. He, uh, he's starting to really talk a whole lot more and question things just a little bit more and yeah. pushes boundaries and his limits a little bit. So, yeah. You know, he's, he's starting to say no for the first time. So you'd be like, hey, you know, do this or don't do that. He, no, no, <laughs> I don't think I want to kind of thing. And he'll go <laughs> off and do his own thing. And it kind of frustrates you and pisses you off, but it kind of makes you a little happy too. Because yeah. You know, he's becoming his own little person. And It's interesting. So, yeah. I often have to like check my own ego. Oh, yeah. Especially like with my son this morning, for example. He, uh... I feel like I'm talking about I talk about my son probably more often than not nowadays because he's he's the teenager one and he's it's just interesting 
dealing with him at this age. But I don't think he slept very well last night, so he just woke up. He's kind of cranky. Yeah. I'm just like, you little fucking asshole. Like, why are you being such a dick this way? <laughs> but he's his own human. He didn't sleep well. He's just not in the best of the mood. He'll probably be just fine when he gets home. So, right. But there's a part of me that just wants to be like, be happy. Like, uh, <laughs> like quit being a little asshole. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, you're making me feel a certain way right now, but it's just me just like, man, I just want him to be like that happy little right. kid that you're always used to, but yeah. he's just a human. Yeah. Just going through the human experience. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild, dude. That's definitely something that, and I'm sure they'll teach me a lot more. Your kids are a lot older than mine already, but, you know, they're, they're teaching me a lot about myself, I feel like, you know, how I respond to things. Because just like you said now, they'll do things and it'll almost piss me off just a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd want to put them in their place or give them a little spanking or, or something like that. And I got to sit there and think for a second, like, okay, calm down. Like, they don't know any better. They're learning. And, why are you so angry about this? Like, what well, what is it about this? This is taking you off so much. Right. And I feel like I really, it's helped me a lot about myself. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Those moments of self-reflection. Right. Yeah. Slow down. You, Cause then you see yourself in them. Oh yeah. 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 You just yeah. start to realize, man, we're all just, we're all we, we're, as different as we all are on the individual. Like when you look at us as a whole, we all really are the same. Right. I, I, I believe that. I believe we're a lot more the same than we are, you know, different. Right. I think nowadays we're kind of pushed again with social media and news and, and, and things We're we're pushed to think that we are individuals. Right. right. Um, we, we are individuals and my problems are different to yours and my world is different to yours and I'm facing my own problems that are different to yours. But Yes, that's true to an extent, but it's also absolute bullshit. We're all going through the same shit. Together. Right. You know, you, you had a bad night sleeping. I had a bad night sleeping. Hey, we're in the same boat together. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's like the details may differ, but it's all the same. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you, you're you stressed. Okay, I'm stressed. Maybe for different reasons, yeah. but we're still experiencing a thing. Right. And yeah. I think thinking about things that way can, again, bring in a little bit of like unification around most people, you know, seeing. Yeah. Know, that you're kind of going through what I'm going through as well. And I can relate to you a little bit more instead of thinking that, Oh, my problems are so much bigger than yours and you can't possibly understand what it is I'm going through. Right. Maybe you can, maybe, maybe they're going through it in a different way and you can sympathize in that sense. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Dude, a little perspective goes a long way. All right. hundred percent. Johan, guess how long we've been talking? How long? Hour and a half, my man. Nice. Dude. It's the longest I've ever spoken in my life. You're, you know, since you walked in, you're like, I'm not a talker. So just, bro, listen, this is it. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to do I, this. I appreciate you having um, me out, sir. Yeah, very, let's wrap it up. Um, is there anything um, we could direct to people to where they could check you out or anything? Is, oh, or? So t- tough uh, timing here now because, like I said, we're busy redoing our, uh, our website certain. right now. And that okay. means that our social media is the current pages are going to be deleted. and uh, Everything's going to change. Up. Okay. Uh, but currently, I guess, if you want to find me, it's uh, uh, Instagram is what I use most often. Uh, train atlas strong gym yeah um, when we have the new pages i'll obviously put up all that information so you can follow through yeah from there. are you just going to keep your um, current page and change the handle or you're actually going to delete so it i'm going to delete everything one? and start a new one okay um, the, the reasoning is uh, when we started in the beginning we had some uh, some issues like you know i started the instagram page and my wife started the facebook page and this you know page yeah so. you just want to Start fresh. Yeah, so our, uh, our like address and uh, how it's linked to the actual page, those are all like separate, so I just want it all the same. That makes um, sense. Okay, well, so. never mind then because it's all going to change, but <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the show notes for where it's at the moment. Well, thank so, you. Thank well, you. I, I appreciate it again, man. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Good. All right, bye, everybody. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. Again, 
If you are getting value out of the show, just do me a solid. Help bring us a friend. You can also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on YouTube, share it on social media, all of these things. It helps, and I can't thank you enough for doing it. Uh, That's all I have for today. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. Keep being rad humans. I'll see you next time. Bye.